Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every week is Sarge McCluskey. How's it going? What's going on, people? And joining us this week is uh, Dan Before Time. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Dan. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. So those of you that don't know who Dan is, uh, Dan is a majority uh, YouTube streamer um, or YouTube creator, content creator, and he also streams on Twitch, um, but he doesn't have that much time to do it on Twitch because of his schedule, because of his personal life and uh, him having a, a baby this past year. So congratulations to you. Thank you. Um, so mostly we're going to talk to him about uh, about YouTube because that's he makes really good content. If you guys don't know uh, his content, I suggest you uh, go check him out on YouTube. Uh, his YouTube is uh, Dan Before Time. Um, so it's just like his Twitch and his Twitter is Time Before Dan, because some bastard out there has <laughs> Dan Before Time. Um, those of you guys don't know what Generation X Gaming is, it's a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. Um, we're live right now on Facebook as well. We're live on Twitch, so you can share, tweet out, do all you got to do to uh, get other people in this uh, podcast to make it more popular each and every week. We appreciate that. And if you don't watch it live, you can watch it on YouTube at a later date and also pick us up on iTunes. So let's get into it. Um, so how are you doing, Dan? How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you guys? I'm fine. Thank you. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> so let me get into it because this segment, and I, I decided that I decided right before the show, and I just told you right before the show, that I'm actually going to make these interviews separate uh, on YouTube. So if people just want to hear the interview part, uh, they can listen to the interview part, and it's going to be called, the segment's going to be called Get to Know Your Streamer. So this is the first episode of Get to Know Your Streamer that will be on uh, YouTube at a later date. So let's get right to it. So Dan, when you first started gaming, okay, are you an early adopter of gaming or are you a later adopter in gaming? I'm an early adopter. How early? Sure. Like how um, early? I want to say like uh, like maybe five or six, five I feel six. like. Okay, that's, that's right around good. there. And what was the first gaming system that you gamed on? First gaming system that I ever gamed on was the Atari 2600. First system that I owned was the NES. Okay. Now, I, I know there's no stat out there for this, right? But I think more people played the Atari 2600 than any other console uh, like originally, you know what I'm saying? Before they kept, yeah. kept track, but no one remembers that because Nintendo, the NES is like the one all to be all, like the best video game system ever created. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, the, don't you think, I'm sorry, go ahead. And I was just going to say the NES changed the game, yeah. I think, for everything going forward. So I think that's why it gets remembered in the light that it does. I mean, it was a fantastic system, no doubt, but. But they were missing the coaster, right? Like what system didn't have a coaster? Like the Atari 2600 <laughs> was a giant table that you could put your drink and snacks on. Food. <laughs> like, yeah. There's no other system like that to this day. It's, you know, it's like, I don't know if that's where the name console came from, but that thing was an actual console. Right. Right. Like... <laughs> right. All right. So early adopter, early gamer started at the age of five growing up as a kid. What was your favorite game? Um, these are hard questions, by the way. These are hard questions. Uh, this is, I'll tell you how you do it, because this is how I had to do it. If you close your eyes, and you think <laughs> about, if you close your eyes, and you think about your age when you were playing the game, like eight or nine or whatever it was, the first game that pops into your head that you remember the most is, is going to be the one, because everything else kind of just goes and 
Yeah, I would. Based on that, I would say my favorite game is Blades of Steel from the NES. Yes. Blades of Steel. <laughs> Sling. Yeah. <laughs> I used to love. That. I used to love that game. Yeah, it's a. It's a great. It's a great game. I still. I mean, I could still. I haven't played it in forever, but I could still jump on it and do the behind the net glitch and just, <laughs> just free <laughs> free goals all night. God, I mean, oh, I, I forgot about that glitch. Yeah. No, it was Konami. Konami made them, correct? Yeah, it's a Konami game. Yeah, because yeah, I remember they also made Double Dribble, which was one of my favorite basketball games. Yes, that's yeah. also a classic. Double Dribble. And they show that. Every time you slam, it would go into that like that really bad like JPEG uh, GIF <laughs> form to like do the slam dunk. It was awesome. But that was that was ahead of its time. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Never. Yeah, the 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 fight even in Blades of Steel is speaking of like ahead of its time, like when it would oh, yeah. break away and you would get into the fight, yep. like and it would like pull out into like that's a, a, a different game mode completely. That yep. was way ahead of its time. Yep, yep. I, I I used to love that, and then my favorite hockey game after that was on the Genesis Sega Genesis uh, NHL '93, where oh, where game. it was in Swingers, where make make Gretzky's head bleed. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that was that was like the best hockey game to this day. Great game. Man, Blades of Steel, throwing yeah. it back with the old school there. <laughs> All right, so um, now that you've played a ton of games, right, since right. the age of five, you've gone through multiple systems. Now, was there, a, was there a lull? I didn't have this question there, but was there a lull between, like, the NES, or did you keep playing games all through your um, going into your teenage years and stuff? Yeah, I, I, I kept playing all the way through. I think the only lull that I, that I took was probably in the – during the – PS2 original Xbox era just because of like college and I just got really busy being a dumb young kid and right. took some time off from gaming but that's really the only break in my in my gaming How career I pretty much played straight through take a break from <laughs> gaming <laughs> and also my um, my roommate tripped over my um, my PS2 controller cord and busted my ps2 so that oh, took me out just of the probably game just yanked it right off the wherever it was sitting oh, yeah it was sitting God. on top of my big tv at the time and it was just on a tile floor done oh yeah i was pissed hate that, <laughs> hate that. Mm -hmm. um <laughs> god i'm just trying to think like i remember doing that you'd be like 30 it's time for dinner you get up and you run and your foot gets tangled in I've that cord it. and you just, done it so many times. just yank it across the whole room yep damn damn cords that's why they're wireless now. That's why yeah. they're wireless. Kids uh, have it good these days. <laughs> right. You kids don't know what you're missing <laughs> with your wireless, wireless cords and non-brick power devices. All right. So, um, all right. Going, going to say like, what's your favorite game? Okay. Growing up now, what was your favorite game up until this time? Like, here it is, 2016. Your favorite game back in the day was Blades of Steel. What is your favorite game now? Okay, that is that's almost even a tougher question, just because there's so much that's happened. Um, I would say, up until recently, I would my favorite game, one of my favorite games ever, is the original Silent Hill. Um, just fantastic. Right, it, it, right. it just totally. I had never seen anything like that at the time that I played that, and it totally captured my imagination. Now I would say my favorite game that I keep going back to is Dragon's Dogma. I've never even heard of that one. Fantastic RPG from last gen. It was on Xbox 360 and PS3. It's from Capcom. Just fantastic. It um, it has that old. It's it's an it's an action RPG. It's a it's a definitely a Western RPG. But it has that old school. It somehow it captured that old school charm. Um, 
you know how I just tweeted about this yesterday, but modern RPGs are amazing and they're huge and expansive, but they just feel like they're just missing that. They're missing something. They're missing that heart from the old school, like right. Secret of Mana days and everything. So I don't know. I would say I would go, I go back to Dragon's Dogma as far as my current favorite game. So, so another question that wasn't on the list that I, that I told sure. you. Um, yeah. So what's your favorite genre? Then? Is it RPGs? Is that your favorite thing? Um, that's an easier question than what what's your That is an game? easier question. Um, I would, yeah, there, RPGs are definitely up there. I don't, I don't, it's not my most played genre, but I do love them the most. Okay. Are you so, excited about Final Fantasy coming out? I'm on the fence about that, to be honest with you. Um, I've never been a huge Final Fantasy fan. Um, 7 and 10 I like a lot. 15 is cool. I played the demo. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say I'm excited about it, but it's not going to be, I'm not going to rush out and buy it right off the bat. I'm a, I'm a Final Fantasy 3 guy myself on, okay. the, on the Super NES. I, I, I love yeah. that on the Super NES. I don't know why that one sticks out in my in my head. I just like the the story. I liked uh, when you got on the airships and stuff like that. It kind of reminded me of, of like old school Zelda for some reason. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So I haven't played a Final Fantasy since seven. I think it was, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. The one I didn't finish seven, of course, is up there. But the one I didn't finish, it wasn't ten. It was the one I think after after ten. It's the it's the one where you go into the deserts and you try to collect the. The monsters' powers to put into the new crystals that you got. I can't remember which one that was. I, Ten but is the last one, one I played, to be honest with you. Because I had, that had Blitzball, right? That's the one I did not play. We had that 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 Your, giant Ten, yeah. Tarina. You, you I, got I, me. I, Arena. I, yeah, I, I never I never finished it. I got to a point. I don't know what happened to me, but I got to a point to the game where I was actually lost. I was lost in some kind of dungeon because I didn't. I don't look stuff up online. I mean, I tried to play it and I got lost someplace, and then I stopped playing it for a long for a while, and I never went back. And so it's That's, still still saved on a disc right now, the little memory card. Lost in that <laughs> lost in that dungeon. Anytime I want to go back. I find that more thing. happening now in life. Like when you play a game nowadays and like you stop playing it, it's like super hard to go back. But back in the day when I was a kid, I could stop playing a game and then just like pick it up again and play it for another like couple months. Yeah. For me personally, like if I stop playing a game, that, that game is is pretty much dead. Even though I love it. It's just there's so many good games that come out and keep coming out and it's just like i can't there's not enough time in a day That's i did that uh most recently with dragon age inquisition i i dumped like 40 50 hours into it and then took a break for like two months because other stuff came out i think destiny i was really into at that point right and then i tried to go back in and i was just like i have no fucking idea what is happening right right, now. right. it's horrible right. horrible you guys have to yeah. write stuff down yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's because I'm old or getting older, but I just yeah I couldn't do it. So I still want to finish that game, but I I'd, I'll have right. to start it over again if I'm going to play it. Like I love Elder Scrolls Online. I know it got a lot of crap when it first came out, but I like that game. And now they have super expansions on it. And the last time I looked at I looked it up, the last time I like played it, I think it was October of like last year. Right, <laughs> we're, we're we're approaching a year already, and I'm like, what? Where did that time go? Like I I I want to play it, but there's just not enough time. All right, so going forward now, uh, when did you start streaming slash, because I know you're more YouTube, but when did you start streaming on Twitch, and then when did you start doing YouTube or vice versa? Okay, so I started streaming on Twitch first, actually, um, and that was about, um, let's see, probably about a, a year and a half, two years ago. Now, did you um, start your account and then start streaming, or did you just make an account and started watching people on, on Twitch? No. I pretty much started streaming right away. Okay. 
Um, I had just moved to Virginia at the time, and um, I didn't have a lot going on, so I kind of filled my days in trying to do that while I was looking for work and stuff. So I started on Twitch, um, and it was at the whole time when Guardian Outpost was just getting going, mm -hmm. and um, you know, got in with that community and met a whole bunch of people and kind of just took it from there. And then I started, I, I started doing YouTube here and there at the, roughly the same time, not ever really taking it seriously. And then when my daughter was born, uh, I just started doing YouTube because I had the time to sit down and work on editing here and there instead of, right. you know, dumping four or five hours into sitting down and streaming. Are you a, are you a stay-at-home dad as well? Uh, yeah, I stay home during the day, and I work at nights on the weekends. I'm a, I'm a stay-at-home, so the like, rock-on stay-at-home dads. Yeah, it's, right? uh, <laughs> which is a full – not a lot of people actually no. believe you that it's a full-time job. It's, but. It's, it's an absolute blast, but it's also – it's the toughest – Yes. It's the toughest internship I've ever had right. because it's, it's unpaid <laughs> and <laughs> it's the toughest internship I've ever had in my entire life. But I love, yeah. I, I love, I love my job. It is amazing. And I do too. Yeah. All right. So, um, guys, you, if you go follow him, if someone uh, can put a link in the, in chat for his, uh, his YouTube, um, there you go. It, he does some great content and I, I really love, we're going to get into it later. Cause he, he does this last video that he did about two days ago about no man's sky, about pre-ordering and how people are blaming the game on, on their aspects and stuff. I, I just love uh, Dan's perspective on, on the way he talks about games, the way he's very insightful. Um, he almost reminds me of a Lono uh, X, you know, type of the way he talks. He talks nice and clear, and he explains things very well. So please check out his YouTube. It's a, it, it's a, growing, it's a growing little beast right now. Uh, and it's, I, I think it's going to be a, one of the big channels out there. Oh, wow, thank you. It's definitely it's it's weird right now. Your, your I, content, your ta your content speaks for itself. So the way you're doing it, uh, keep it up. It's it's, thank it's you. good stuff. I wish appreciate that. I wish I could put in the time to YouTube, and I can't. I, I can't. Um, so what made you start? Like, what made you start streaming, or what made you start doing the YouTube? Um, just my love for games. To be honest with you, um, I. Back in the day, like Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, I was really into Call of Duty and really into that community, and I used to watch a lot of YouTubers back then. Um, and I always just thought that that is the ultimate cool thing to do. If you're going to be playing games, you might as well be trying to create something at the same time. So I just always thought that was really cool, mm -hmm. and it was always something that I was on my mind, but I didn't necessarily have the equipment or the means to do it. Um, so I just slowly started working on gathering up equipment and stuff and um like when i first started i was doing it on like an eight-year-old macbook and i wasn't even editing like i was just doing i just started doing like straight up live commentary and that was really good practice for me actually because you have to continue talking and you know you if you mess up it stays in right so basically i would just pull it up on um elgato I would start talking, stop talking, and just clip it at both ends, and then that would be my video. You know what I mean? No editing, right. no, editing no, just... no scripting. So just live commentary, just bullshitting almost. It's like what I, my style has evolved so much right. from what I'm doing now with No Man's Sky especially, but back in the day it was just like I tried to emulate, of course, the people that I right, well, you see. came up watching. Right. So I was just doing like comedy live commentaries over shooter gameplay basically right. when i started that's the same thing i did uh, i started streaming i used to do let's plays back in like 2009 2010 i can't believe it's been that long and 
Let's Plays wasn't a big thing back then, right? Everyone yeah. thinks like Let's Plays were like huge. And I would actually do a lot of Let's Plays with like Batman and also um what was that? Rage? Remember Rage when it was out? Rage. What a great oh, game. Wow. Um and people loved the way I was doing it because I would literally act out like I would be the main character and then I would talk for everybody <laughs> and it was it was so much fun but it took so much time to do right. um because it wasn't scripted I was like just shooting it out as I was playing it but coming up with the different voices and the coming up with the different things for everybody while I was playing the game it was absolutely a it was atrocious I was just like oh my god <laughs> like but people loved it they're like hey keep it up keep it up and I couldn't because real life got in the way right yeah. I had a job I had to pay my bills I didn't have a kid at the time and I had plenty of time to do YouTube videos um but it's cool to hear other people's uh stories I could I could have been one of the big guys now or I could have still been a shitty shitty YouTube creator I don't know it doesn't um so uh okay so we talked about what when you started and now right. what made you and uh, we already made that okay so how did you find out okay so you said you started streaming before you started doing YouTube, how did you come across Twitch? Like, what was your first time? Did you hear about it through, like, the water cooler talk at your job? Did you happen to come across it somewhere? Like, how did you find Twitch? Um, Were you old school, yeah. like, Justin TV? Did you find it back then? No, like, I knew about it when it was Justin TV, but I wasn't watching it when it was Justin TV. Um, I think I started watching... Um, back in the day, I was in this group, uh, this gamer group on Facebook, and a couple of my buddies in there were streaming on Twitch. And I would just hop in and watch their streams. Um, that's where I originally heard of it. But um, I started really getting into Twitch um, around when Destiny dropped, I think. Okay. Who was, who was, that, who was that first person that you watched uh, on Twitch? Uh, first, first Destiny streamer? Uh, first person. First person when you first started going on Twitch. Your friends. It was your friends, right? You just said that. Y yeah. So who um, as was far your as non friend who the, was the first, first streamer I ever watched? Um, Dark Zero. I don't know if you guys have have heard of him. I haven't. Um, he's one of my one of my Twitter buddies. Um, he he also recently had a kid like right after me, so he hasn't streamed. He's doing YouTube now, but just a generally cool guy. He was in um, at the he was in with that whole Guardian Outpost group at first too. Just okay. very supportive, and um, he actually is the one that convinced me to start streaming on Twitch. Well, good job, Dark. Good job. <laughs> if you're watching, Dark, I appreciate you. Um, okay, so what was the first game that you streamed? What was the Destiny. very first game? It was Destiny. Yeah. Um, and did you did you stream any other games after that, or was it just Destiny? Uh, no, I streamed a tiny, tiny bit of um, Dragon Age. Mostly Destiny, the vast majority of Destiny. I messed with, I streamed Journey, um, just because that's like a single stream game. Um, so I did that. Um, yeah, almost all Destiny, to be honest with you. Okay. And did you did you find any traction when you were doing Destiny back in the day? Because when <clears> it when it first came out, or were you um, like in the limbo world like myself? Well, definitely no traction as far as big time. But I, I mean, I felt right. good that I had a hundred followers on Twitch. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. But so when, so you know, you, I was getting 15, 15 viewers. A, that's pretty good. I when I when I stream Destiny, it literally is, is like. A ghost town like i have my 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 core community that comes yeah. in right so i have like my 10 to 15 people that always come in right but to like if i play wwe wrestling we get like 20 new people come in and watch it and like follow yeah i play destiny it's just the same hardcore you know the same core community and no one else comes in everyone's like oh who's yeah this, who's this guy it's super hard to grow 
that reminded me actually um i used to um i not used to but i streamed that it was a little indie game i think it was a ubisoft game it's called grow home or grow up or something like mm-hmm. that it was a free ps plus game i streamed that and that's one of those games where it was like i didn't expect anything but it was such such a random game to stream that i got a whole bunch of new people that came in and watched it it was really bizarre yeah <laughs> it's it's really it's really interesting on the 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 luck and the just the way things move on when who watches you watch play yeah. what game and then who tells you to come in to watch the next time it's just weird and weird. um another one is trials fusion I, it's a tiny little game yeah i know what that one is it's yeah. a super fun game it's but like i just started streaming game right it's like, yeah right yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's like a modern excite bike kind right. of but i just started streaming it because i was bored and i just it's a fun game right and i found out through that stream that there's a passionate community <laughs> around that game and it, it's it was just weird yeah i had more i probably had more viewers on those two streams than i ever did on destiny my best stream uh that i've ever done is with and someone just actually uh messaged me in it and i had it reminded before they, they did it to me but uh it was fallout shelter when they announced it at e3 and like the next that night i like downloaded it and the next day after e3 i played fallout shelter and i had like 120 people 210 people like legit people, they weren't they weren't viewbotters. Like come in to watch me play because no one was streaming this game because no one knew how to stream the game on their actual yeah. computer. So to this day, I'm like, how do I capture that moment again? You know, like and it, there That's is awesome. there is no uh, there is no recipe for it. It was just absolute luck. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it's just weird. It's just absolutely weird when you don't know what game's going to be good for you, yeah. which might be great for someone else, might suck for you. So. It is weird. All right, so um, your your channel's growing, right? Your YouTube channel's growing. Your str- your your Twitch stream is, you know, it's th- it's just there, right? It's you, there, stream, yeah. But your YouTube is what you're really focusing on, and you you've broke over. I mean, I've been on YouTube for forever, and I have I think just over a hundred subs, right? Okay. You have I I watch it. I don't think I'm sub to you actually. I don't think I'm sub, but I watch you. <laughs> I watch you religiously every time okay. you have a new video because i, I see it on that. i see it right, on twitter because yeah. you post yeah. the, the links on twitter yeah and i'm like oh let me go watch it and i never i never actually go oh here comes the producer how can i help you son oh thank you for the beads thank you i appreciate right. that um so uh i watch you religiously through twitter and i never actually sub to you uh, i have to okay. do that i have to go sub to you um but you broke over like 1200 now you're 1300 now right so it's yeah it's constantly going like when did you see like what video did you put up and then all of a sudden start to see that that change that all of a sudden that oh maybe i got something here okay yeah it, it, it's a weird story because i was in the same boat i had 100 like i just hit 100 subs like a month and a half two months ago so the growth rate is like i don't i still exponentially I, like, to be honest with you right. i still don't even understand it like i cannot comprehend it because i would just like literally just did a 100 sub thank you video and now we're at like almost 14 it's beyond 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 so the first vi- the the where i first got traction where i first started getting traction was when i was doing overwatch content okay and i used traction relatively because compared to what my no man's sky stuff is getting it's like nothing but people love to hate that game don't they they love it and it, <laughs> i mean it's working for me now but i it's almost unfortunate that it's it's such a controversial game but we'll it's get into right. that later yeah, we'll get into that later um but the first the first video that took off for me was a video that I did a, probably two or three days before No Man's Sky released, where I did this whole theory craft of how you would meet up with someone 
online. Okay. Right? So I didn't expect it to do anything. That I was just like put a month ago, right? That was like over a little bit of a month ago? Yeah, three. Yeah, I mean, whenever the game, it was like pr- the week before the game released. So whenever that was, three weeks to a month probably. I'll put your um, channel up while we're talking about this. So I, I made it and it was like, this is how this is how I would go about finding my friend if it's even possible kind of thing. It was just right. straight theory. Just I mean, I was just spitballing kind of. And it didn't do anything for a while. And then when it became when No Man's Sky became like this big controversy, this big thing, and um those two guys couldn't meet up when they were streaming, then people started searching it. And the title of my video was How to Meet Your Friends in No Man's Sky or How to Find Your Friends in No Man's Sky. Right. And people started searching that term. So my video just started popping up. And then that video took off and became just, it was like, it was mind-blowing. Like I would look, I, I looked one day and it was like at over a thousand views and it was just at like 50. That's and awesome. I was just like, That's what awesome. is happening? Right, right. You're like, what did I do? Right. Like, how do I bottle that up and do it again? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's it's 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 so weird when when a video just takes off uh, like that. But like I said, I I think personally it's because you are making good content. The way you talk, um, I see. My problem is, and I know this for a fact, is when I when I make a video, like we're having controversy right now because uh, two weeks ago I called people idiots. Okay. And I stand by that. Right? I stand by it. I don't want to apologize for anything, but I use the word idiots because they pre-ordered a game, and uh, so I'm getting a little bit of backlash on my on my YouTube account on on the on the comment boards, which is fine. Everyone's welcome to the to come over and and chat it up with me. Yeah. Um. But those people that are actually getting offended by it are probably the idiots that I'm talking about, right? So, yeah. but the difference between me and Dan is Dan actually says it in a different type of way through his videos, right? He says whatever. Uh, like the, the latest video that he did, if you go check it out, it's called, um, let me see what, what, what's that one called? Uh, no man's skies, lies, lawsuits, and the age of entitlement. I believe that's the one, correct? That's your latest one. Correct. Yeah. The way Dan puts it in that video is, um, in layman's terms, he's called, I don't want to say he's calling you an idiot, but he's saying, (laughs) look. He, I am, he, he, right, right. He is, <laughs> but he's saying it in a nicer way than I so say it. So sprinkle some sugar on no, it. No, no, no. Okay. But that's but that's you're, what you're it stupid, is. I'm, don't sprinkle. I'm some rough sugar. edged. I'm rough edged. I, I I shoot it how it is. I don't sugarcoat anything, uh, and that's just the way it is, right? So, but the way Dan does his videos, he's uh, very smooth. He's very he's very good at doing it, and I think that's why you're 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 getting traction, man. I think that's Thank why you. you're getting traction because although although I will say in the crisis video that you can see on screen right now, I do call people. I, I use the word idiot in that video, and that is my most controversial video. The comment are, section are on that video com- are you is getting comments? Yeah, fucking cancer. Like, how straight dare cancer. you call me an idiot? Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, and then it's like, they continue to prove my point through the comments, <laughs> of course, but Exactly, it's, exactly. Yeah, that yeah, video... You're, when you're that angry, that then you know you're that stupid. That's how that works. <laughs> if you're angry about the comment made about you, you're upset. That's true, and right. somehow you can't think you can fix it. Right. I can't fix stupid. I can't. <laughs> The comment section on that video is ridiculous. Great, I'm gonna have to go read that after the show because I I I love it. I love it. And like people comment on my thing, like it, it. How dare you do what you did? And I'm like, what did what did I do? Like, right. If they Share were my actually, opinion. Yeah, right. If I'm they sorry. Were, if they were actually <laughs> listening to the the if they actually listened to the actual content and not just the word idiot, they yes. would have known that I was talking about a specific, specific. right <laughs> group of people that pre-ordered yeah. a game. Right. Okay, and then we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah. But you know what I mean. So, 
yeah, so make sure you check out his videos. And I, I believe that's why you're growing as uh, the way you are, though, because people you have a little bit of controversy because you you call someone an idiot. But at the same right. time, you're making good content and they're going, oh, wow, this, this is good stuff. He just called me an idiot. I like this guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so you're <laughs> some people like the truth. Right. That's how it works. Yeah, it's true. All right. So what's the best thing about streaming or being on YouTube? And then what's the worst thing about being a streamer? or content creator on YouTube? That's a good segue. The, my favorite thing about both of them, um, of course I'm talking about YouTube mostly now because that's my main, my main focus, but uh, just coming into contact with like-minded individuals mm -hmm. and build, building, not even necessarily like-minded, just building community based on people that share a love for gaming. Right. Um, that's, that's my favorite. Like this right here is like, this is like, this is, this is the dream for me. Like just hanging out and talking games with people like this is it's crazy to me that you got to set your dreams happening. higher this show is very small <laughs> <laughs> no but you know what i mean a little like, higher just just being a part of a community and and doing 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 what we're passionate about that that's right. the biggest kick in the world to me right yeah i love i love doing this podcast i mean you know if someone has a disagreement make a podcast and go you know what i don't like 30 you know let's 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 do it up let's do it up you know what i mean like make your own podcast about i hate 30 because he called me an idiot so right <laughs> so what's what's the worst part though what's the worst part about uh being besides the comment section on youtube yeah right? <laughs> um, every, i know that's the default answer it's like it is like cancer yeah that's that would be the default answer the worst thing about it is i don't know if there's a worst thing about it <laughs> <laughs> the um the hardest part about it is well i don't even know if it's hard it making sure like i'm dedicated to it you know what i mean so doing it when i don't feel like doing it right that that's that's the that's when it gets hard so the drive that's it's hard to, to be driven to do that next video not necessarily the drive to do the next video, but just being a stay-at-home dad. I got you. Being so tired that it's like all I want to do is lay down and close my eyes right. and pushing through that. That probably right now is my biggest challenge. I think it's a song lyric. It was very, very lyrical. I think that was a song lyric from a song. Like that. <laughs> I'm going to look that up. Uh, it's really hard to, to make content when you have a kid going, Yes. Ah, scream yeah. at the top of your lungs. Wait, wait till your, your, your child hits two. Because oh. some, something goes off. My kid literally just hit two like two weeks ago. And I swear to you, like some switch went off in his head. And man, that kid is crazy. Like, I was just talking to my buddy on the phone right before this podcast. And he told me the exact same thing about his daughter. And that terrifies me. Something <laughs> just went off. And I, I want to return him. I'm like, it's broke. Warranty's mm -hmm. done with this one. Mm -hmm. Can I get a new model? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, that's it's, it's, it's bad sometimes with the... Uh, comments man the comments are great but you have to have, you have to be thick-skinned you, you really do and i learned that fast yeah. and that's the weirdest part that's the weirdest part about the my the, my growth curve has been so extreme that i went from like literally getting two or three comments on videos to like having videos with hundreds and hundreds of comments that's awesome and it is awesome and i'm totally not complaining but it was just such a shock to be like right. wow people really get pissed off at opinions well Make sure, because this is what you have to do as a as a streamer and as a content creator, and just in general in, in life, this is a, a good thing. Don't look at the negative. Like you, you're gonna read them, yeah. right? You're gonna read them. You're gonna and they're gonna hit you in the back of the mind, but don't react to them. Yeah. Do no. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, just totally. re just read the good ones. Yeah. And just kind of chuckle at what people say for the bad yeah. ones, but don't let that. Uh, <clears throat> like yesterday, 
I, I, it got to me and I usually don't get, yeah. you know, I usually don't get gotten. Right. And it right. got to me. And I think it was a little bit to do with being a stay at home dad and being so drained. I'm, I'm exhausted. Right. Like you said. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, I read a comment and I'm like triggered. It triggered me. Yeah. Right. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like, mother, you know what I mean? Like this guy, right. Like this guy doesn't know what I do every day. Right. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you gotta be thick skinned. You can't let it get to you. Um, so that's good advice uh, by any to anybody out there. Don't let it get to you. Um, all right. So for people out there, tell us, describe you, Dan. Like, how, what's your channel? What do you stand for? Like, describe yourself to us. Um, I'm a, first of all, I, I would say I'm a mellow dude. Um, I don't necessarily I don't necessarily mean to cause controversy, but um, recently my opinions seem to do that. Um, I like to look at things. Uh, just just the way I am, uh, I look at things analytically and try to break things down to their to their core essence, and uh, that's what I do in life. And uh, I almost think I fought that on the gaming front for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when I gave into that and started making videos um, in the same way that I would talk to a friend about games, that's when it really started connecting with people. Um, so. I really just like to think about stuff, and then I talk about it. <laughs> That's really as simple as it gets as far as how I approach my YouTube. Okay. Uh, let's see what the next one is. Here we got that one. Is there somebody out there that you, maybe they don't even know, like a mentor type thing, like you saw someone vi someone's videos, and you're like, I want to make my videos like that person. Is there someone out there like that, or you kind of just made it your own? Um... I've had a lot of influences on YouTube just based on how much YouTube I've watched. Mm -hmm. And I think that you can't help but have that stuff filter into the way that you approach your content. Um, somebody that I've been really impressed with recently is um, Force Gaming. Okay. Um, he, he covers mostly, right. well, right now he's covering almost all Overwatch. Um, but he has a very, very laid back analytical approach as well. And um, another person that I really like is... Uh, Total Biscuit. Oh, I don't know yeah, if you've I, ever. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Total absolutely Biscuit. Total Biscuit. I, I love. I just his his sarcasm and his wit and because he's his British, right? Because he's right. British and he gets I away with I, it. Because I they, wish I had that accent. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but um, no. But he 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 knows his shit. You know what I mean? At the right. be, behind all of that, he knows his shit, and I just like the way that he breaks games down. Right, right. Well, it, it's funny because. You know, do you know his story, right? Do you understand that he's uh, doesn't have that long to live? I don't know. No, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, yeah. Actually. So he doesn't. He he has cancer, right? Oh and, shit! And he doesn't have very long to live. And he's done his co-optional podcast. Which, if you guys want to watch another great uh, podcast, go watch co-optional podcast. Hilarious. It's one of my one of the main things that got me into podcasting like years ago because he's been doing it for like five six years. Um, super nice guy he, he he came from the actual um uh competitive gaming world as a commentary uh person and then got diagnosed i think two years ago with with cancer and he's only got a little bit to live and he kind of doesn't care even more right like he, the way he talks about games is like you know what i don't give a shit like i'm gonna say what i want to say and he was like that before he found out about his uh, – and he doesn't, he doesn't want any pity or anything like that for his circumstance. Uh, great, great streamer, great podcaster, great reviewer. He's got some of the most in-depth uh, 
uh, intellect conversations that you can have about video games. Uh, you know, speaking of that. So yeah, if you guys, I love promoting other people. I don't, he doesn't need promotion. He's got like, every time he goes live, he's got like 30,000 people watching his, uh, his podcast. I wish one day we'll get there. Um, but yeah, uh, I love, I love him. He's a, he's a great dude. And I wish I had his accent as well. Because <laughs> if he calls someone an idiot, they're like, "Oh, it sounds so bravo, good." It's like, bravo, bravo! Right? I am an idiot. <laughs> He's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, you know what? He called me an idiot. I am an idiot." I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right, that's good stuff. Um, okay, what's? I think we we already went over this, but what's the worst game you've ever played in your entire life? Uh, I, I have a what I think is a fairly decent answer for this. Um, it's also a game that I really like, which is weird, but the worst <laughs> game that I've ever played in my life... Here we go. The worst game that I've ever played in my life is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on NES. The one that... The original one. Was, not the one that tried to copy the arcade machine, the other no, one, right? the original one. Yes. Yeah, the yeah. original one that had a section that you literally could not beat because it was designed so poorly and you right, couldn't make right, the right, jump. Right, right, right. Yeah, but up until that point, the game was fucking awesome. You're just a you're just a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan. That's what's that's what, that's what, that's what's eating into you. <laughs> but that's a terrible. It is a it's a by, your love for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is blinding you. That it's no, it, I'm not. Objectively, it's a terrible <laughs> game. But I had a lot of fun with it at the same okay. time. Okay, all right. God. It, it, it was the fact that you, didn't, you there was no continues. You had to be good enough to get past the levels. Yeah, yeah Once games you were lives. That was it. It was game over. Meant game over. Yep. So like you gotta you gotta keep repeating the levels in the beginning in order to get good enough to get to the later levels with yeah. enough lives to progress. That's yeah. what made those games such controller breakers. Right. Yeah. You youngs don't know what it is. <laughs> Shit was serious. Buy you a controller every couple months because you literally right. did a, it. A, a spin the controller with your <laughs> and slam it on the ground and smash it because the game was that frustrating. I've yeah. seen this live. He does. He did that. He used to be like fucking so like, great. like a so cowboy. Sorry. He'd be like son of a bitch and then just just chuck it across the across the house. So <laughs> angry. So angry. And if it didn't break, he would make sure he ran over to it and start smashing it because he was just so frustrated <laughs> about it. I think Sarge has a little bit of anger issues back when he was a kid, but, you know. He's still around. <laughs> uh, now I just drink scotch. I forget about it. All right, so this is the last last question for this section. Sure. Uh, what was the one advice you would give someone if they're trying to stream, if they're trying to become a YouTuber, and they have stuff in their life, like they're a student, or they're a stay-at-home dad, or they're a husband, or whatever. Like, what advice would you give these people? Um, this is probably all going to sound super cliche, but... Um, first of all, have fun. Make sure you're having fun because people don't want. There, there now. There, there's, there's exceptions to every rule, and there are rage streamers that are popular. Generally, people don't want to watch somebody that's not having fun. Right. Um, so that's gaming. Sh the, my whole approach to gaming. Gaming should be something that you enjoy to do, enjoy doing. Right. So make sure you're playing something that you enjoy. Um, and then you know, if it's something that you want to take seriously, you don't necessarily have to do it every day. But do try to stick to some form of routine and keep doing it if if it's something that you want to build, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Right. So if you're an angry gamer, be consistent and keep being angry. If you're yeah, right. right. If that's right. your if right. that's, that's your, your stick. If that's your stick, de right. definitely right. own it. Take uh, medication. Don't take medication yeah, and be calm but, about it now. Right, but don't jump on one Saturday and be pissed right. off at Dark Souls and then not stream again for three months. You know what I mean? Because right, right. <laughs> that that's, that seems like a really <laughs> bad why, day. That's streaming. why I don't yeah. play. That's why I don't play Dark Souls because <laughs> it, it 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 actually reminds me of games like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and stuff it, like it, that. 
It definitely does have that feel of the old school games, Do you know which why? I don't necessarily miss about old school games. The guy, <laughs> I like the well, save. <laughs> the yeah. guy who created that game, though, like he was like, you know what I hated when I was a kid? Games that you couldn't complete. It so frustrated me. And there's people like that that are like, you know what? I'm going to pass it, pay it forward. I'm going to make a game that is so <laughs> difficult that someone gets so angry. But, despite, you, know that's, but you know that's the reason. Oh, absolutely. You know take the game, that's their reason. That's you know absolutely. when you play it, like, there's no way they didn't test this and know this was <laughs> right, happening. Yeah. Right. No. Oh, it's just like that in life because in the film industry, when I was in the film industry and I was in the camera department, right, like the head camera guy would always shit on the other camera guys because he's in a top spot now and he can shit down on you, right? And you're like, why? Why is he like this? Because when he was in my position, his camera guy shit on him, right? So it's like a pay forward, like this guy's going to shit on people below him just because now he's in that position and he can do it. And that's exactly what these game de developers do, right? They're like, when I was a kid, someone made this game and I was so frustrated by it. Now I'm a game designer and I'm going to do the exact same thing because I want someone to hate this so bad that they <laughs> rage quit. You know what I mean? Like, there's people out there like that. Yep. All right. That's the end of this uh, this segment. Uh, it's called Get to Know Your Streamer. Uh, this is going to be cut off uh, in YouTube where you can just watch this section to get to know Dan uh, uh, by himself. Okay, And then the, it'll also be in the full version as well. So thanks for that, Dan. Uh, make yeah, sure you me. give a shout-out to Dan in chat, please. Uh, follow him on Twitter at time uh time for before dan and on twitch it's dan before time and his youtube is dan before time so make sure you go check that out uh and now he's staying with us we're gonna go uh going to the regular show now uh welcome to our universe now because this is this is where <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> um so we usually go into uh, what you've been playing, and then what happens is sometimes what you've been playing, we start segueing off into certain subjects and stuff like that. So guess first, what have you been playing the last the last week? The last week, um, I've been playing a little bit a little bit of No Man's Sky, not that much. I played um, a we were talking about this before the show. I played a little bit of Star Trek Online the other night. I just popped it in myself. I just popped it in myself. Uh, <laughs> Sarge is playing it on stream. Um, it's a weird game. It's definitely weird. I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. I need to give it some more time. Stop it, Sarge. Stop it. Um, also, mostly I've been playing Battlefield 1, but that's over now, and I'm already sad. Yeah, yeah. I, I can I can hear you there. All right. Let me ask you. Did, did, did you like um, the, how a gun handled <laughs> and how the skill gap is higher in that game? Like, in, it's not about, it's not about, like, the modern one where if I has, if I was the first to shoot at you, yeah. that I would win. In that game, you can still lose the gunfight because the yeah. gun skill is that good? Uh, I did like that, and it was refreshing to me. Um, after playing so many of, you know, the, the modern Twitch-style shooters that I'm just <clears throat> absolutely sick of. Like, I didn't even expect to like Battlefield 1, to be honest, because I was so burnt out on shooters coming into it. I was thinking the exact same thing. That's why they went that way. I think that's why they did it. Very smart. Very smart move. I think it's going to be very successful for them this year. I think there's a lot of people in the shooter community, shooter fans, that are very hungry for that, which shouldn't be a surprise because they've been screaming for it, especially the Call of Duty community. They've been screaming for it since Advanced Warfare came out. It's like, no, we thought we wanted something new, but this sucks, and we actually want old-school Call of Duty. So I think they're going to gain a lot of... Uh, I, I, I do believe they're going to gain a lot of... Call of Duty fans to that game, but I do to answer your question. I do like the higher the higher skill gap because it's it's not based on you know who who gets the first shot off. You actually kind of have to know what you're doing. So, are you are you a Call of Duty <clears throat> fan or are you a Battlefield fan? Like, 
uh, I'm they're two separate games, right? They are two separate games. Yeah. Um, so I've played a significant amount of both of them. Um, I used to be a Call of Duty fan up until like, when I started losing. Um, there is a correct answer. There is a. <laughs> I, I okay. So I'll say this: I hated Modern Warfare Three, and I didn't play that year. That's the correct answer. <laughs> um, I did. I did play and enjoy Black Ops Two, but That's... ever since then, it hasn't been the same. Okay, I, I stopped playing at Modern Warfare Two when I, I was playing Modern Warfare Two, and I went. It was like this moment in my. I was just playing one day, and I played hundreds of hours, and I was just like. What am I doing? Like, yeah. What is what is happening with this game? It's the same game over and over and over. It's just small maps. I I hate the small maps, and I'm actually surprised that I like Destiny PvP as much as I do because yeah. they're small maps. It is the that small. Yeah, I, I hate that. I love Battlefield because of the wide open maps, and some people are like, "Oh, it's too big, and you can't find yeah. people and stuff like that." But that's here and far between. You know what I mean? They do have medium sized maps, but uh, I've always liked the the group group play yeah of battlefield games where call of duty is lone wolf baby i mean you're all about the kill streak and kill death ratio and it's just it, it's basically like the comment section of youtube i was just gonna say that it's the gaming equivalent of the youtube comment section yes. it, it really yeah. is um the it, it as far i calling it a community is probably even a stretch it's 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 a cancer um the game can be fun in small bursts but I really do, and like, I wasn't an early adopter of Battlefield. I will be honest about that. I don't think I played a Battlefield until Battlefield 3. But at the oh. time, I was tired of Call of Duty when I started that game. And it was like a breath of fresh air for me. Just be it's, it's, a totally different, um, it's a totally different vibe when you're playing a Battlefield game. And you have to think about different things and focus on different things. You missed the best Battlefield game, which is the Bad Company series. Everybody tells me Bad Company 2. Bad Company 1 uh, was amazing. And then Bad Company 2 was amazing er like it was just it was just so much better than the, the the previous one and i think when they went to battlefield 3 they kind of <clears throat> lost a notch on it because there's still destructible environment but at the same time they did like the levolution where right. like certain buildings would fall at a certain time where in bad yeah. company you would literally like if you were a support guy and then what was the other cl the class sarge where you could just mortar the crap out of people well, would, yeah, so the support class was given the mortar, and oh, if you, right. position, if you positioned yourself correctly, correctly, you could actually just hold the point. You and the, you and your actual squad could actually hold the point almost indefinitely. They had to put in the they had to put in the other uh, nerf where you would show up on radar every time you fired. Right. So people used to fire and then move, and so, then fire and well, then move. Another thing they did was um, so you get in the squad with four people, right? And you would have one person be a support character, and then you would have the other two or three people pick support as well, and then die, like have them die, okay? And then you would have their mortars all by you. So you would shoot your mortar, pick up theirs, shoot the next person's mortar, <laughs> shoot the next person's mortar, then go back because it would dis despawn after a certain time, but as long as you kept it active, and it was the perfect span where if you just kept doing each mortar and kept going back, you're, you're, you're your own artillery barrage. You're yeah. your own artillery wow. barrage, <laughs> and you would literally level the building to just the frame. Like there was no walls, no nothing, and you would just take over the 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 ground looked like Swiss cheese. It was amazing, right? Because you're like, okay, I'm I'm holding it off by myself, and then your guys would run in to pick off anybody that was 
getting shelter, right? So there was there was little glitches and stuff like that, but you had to figure it out, right? That sounds super fun. Oh yeah, Gun, gunplay was great though. That was one of the games where the gunplay was just it was just on point. The guns handled well. Hitboxes were good. Yeah, bullet drop was good. It. I just I. I, I, I don't I'm not I'm not in the in the world of development to understand what it is that they have to do in order to make that function. Right. What always is bizarre to me is from game to game, if game A was such an awesome gunplay, how is it so such a stretch to repeat the same process when you make a new game? I'm I'm just right. bizarre to me. How do you not bring that along with you? Yeah. Like I, I'll tell you what, I'm having a lot of fun. Uh uh I'm playing Battlefield four again. Um and I got all the expansions and everything on the on the one now because we paid like five bucks for it and I didn't even pay for it. Someone else paid for it for me, um, and and then shared it with me. So I'm having a blast with Battlefield Four again. And the maps are gigantic, okay, because yeah. they made like even bigger maps now. So before Battlefield One came out, like that desert map is like one of the biggest maps they've ever created. But before that came out, uh, there's a map I forget what the name of it is. I've only been playing it for like two days now, and I don't even care what the name is. It's just a blast to play. It's just gigantic. I think there's like eight or ten flags on the on the on the map wow um it goes up to h i think h or j and i'm like this is ridiculous um but it's amazing it's it's a fun it's it's a fun game and i i got burnt out with that game and i had hundreds of hours into that game as well and now i took a break for about a year and a half and now i went yeah. back and it's like it's just it's just a fun game to go into two people solo doesn't matter i'm not even communicating with anybody but right. i'm still being cooperative right mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not talking to anybody but i've played that game for so long that if someone's rushing a point i'm sticking with them or if if they're if they're assault i'm going to be support so i can keep giving them ammo or i'm a medic where i keep giving them heal packs so i'll run with them without even communicating with them and that's just me personally but that's what i like about that game and call of duty you'll never get a guy no. to help you like a medic could you could die right next to a medic and he would look at you and probably teabag you before he actually threw a medic pack down. Right? Yeah, this is how fucked up Call of Duty is, is that you could be kneeling to try to recover health in a corner and your own teammates will box you in just to fuck with you. Right, right. Like, what? That's a, that's a great community. That's <laughs> Absolutely. <a> great community. <laughs> so, going into Battlefield 1 a little bit more, like, what did you... Because you never played any of the old ones then. You never played Battlefield 1942. No. You never played Battlefield 1943. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. Forgive oh. me, guys. I know. No, I know. no. It's okay. Oh. It's okay. <laughs> so basically this desert board, um, uh, I forget what the name of it is, but it reminded me. I had like flashbacks. I was like playing the game. I was like like twitching out. I was like, oh, my God. Like this is <laughs> Battlefield 1942. The maps used to be so big. They say, they say this is the biggest map they've ever created. But still to this day, if you play Battlefield 1942 and get in a Jeep, and like ride, how long did it take you, Sarge? It would take you a good fifteen minutes to get across the map. Well, the the one desert map that, that you it was the Americans versus the, the British versus the Germans on that one map. Was on, uh, if you got in the jeep and you drove straight 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 across the their map. base yeah, at yeah. full speed, I think it took like three minutes. It, 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 three four minutes just to get across the entire map, and the jeep's pretty fast. Yeah, the yeah. jeep is hauling so, ass. But you have all that you have all that empty space. They did it on purpose back then. They like we have a concentrated area here to fight, and then they have this big empty space where they know all the tanks are going to end up. So yeah. like you had these giant battles where like there's five, ten tanks, just everyone just chasing each other. And back then it was all you never wanted to stop moving. Right. So it was all learning how to lead targets. Yeah. Right. So people were driving around their tanks and skidding out and trying to do all these kind of moves in order to try to get you to miss. You know, it was yeah. just amazing. You're just seeing smoke. And, and the, back then, they didn't keep the wreckage on the field like they do now. Right. If they were do like, I always thought that Battlefield 1 was going to be the rehash of 1942. Yeah. Like, if they did a 
fully destructible environment and oh. remastered 42. Oh my god. Kiss Call of Duty goodbye for that year. Absolutely. Yeah. But see, I, I I hate when they're not the same games. I don't they're think not, they're, they're not they really don't, don't even deserve comparison they to don't. be honest with they you. They don't. They just happen to be the two one and two top sellers and that's right. why they get compared. Right. They're like, "Oh, Call of Duty's going to blow Battlefield away." Well, you could t I, I say this all the time. You could take every single map in Call of Duty and literally lay it on that desert map. Okay? And it still probably would have more space left over. Like, you know, like, all the maps fit on one map in the whole game. The most impressive thing about, just speaking on that desert map in, in the beta, the, the thing that's really impressive about that map to me, um, Sarge, like you were talking about, is there's empty space, but it's, it, it, it almost, like, after you play it long enough, it's, you can tell that it's purposeful empty space yes. because it does lead you into certain combat situations. Um, like, for instance, E-Flag, I think it was, which is the one that's all the way out in BFE, BFE yep. right. Um, I didn't even go to that flag for, like, the first two or three days of the beta, probably, because it seemed so far away, and I was like, I want to be in the action. But when I finally did make my way out there on a horse, like, there's actually a lot of action oh, going yeah. on on E, because there's so many, like, vehicles and stuff that spawns, and then that crazy, ridiculous tank-killing sniper spawns over there. Yep. I had a lot of fun at E just waiting for that sniper to spawn and then... Perfect balancing, right? Because the way Amazing. they made that board, and E was a main point because you have your bases where you start from and they have their vehicles, and then E is the only other spot that you can get additional vehicles, right? Right. So everyone's going to try to maintain that one, but it's out in BFE. So right. you're, you're thinking that, I don't want to go out there, but, oh, you can get a plane, you get a horse, get a Jeep, you get a, you know what I mean? So it's beautifully done because if you go all the way out there... You have to drive all the way back in, and while you drive all the way back in, and other tanks can see you, and and the planes and the bombers from overhead can see you and yep. take you out before you get to the the city, it's it's fantastic, it's absolutely fantastic. The balance was I was really like really I I really enjoyed Battlefield Four. Like I played a shitload of Battlefield Four, way more than Battlefield Three, and that game, for its problems that it had on launch, they they smoothed that game out quite nicely, and I really enjoyed, especially yeah, sniping on that game. Three hundred and seventy six days later, when they when, yeah, they, right. finally, <laughs> when they finally <laughs> patched it, but it, somehow that game still managed to be fun, even when oh, there yeah, yeah. was the massive rubber banding and yeah, everything that was happening at the beginning of that game. But um, Battlefield One, at least on console, felt a lot more stable. Um, on PC, I did not have as much luck. I played it on on PS4 and PC. I played um, it on Xbox and PC. Yeah. But I would say that PC, when it was working, was so much more gratifying with the oh. mouse. Yeah, with the mouse and keyboard. Yeah. yeah. I, I literally was having flashbacks of Battlefield 1942 when I was playing on the PC. My issue with the, with, um, with the PC world, um, it's very competitive. It's completely different than, a, than console. Oh, it's super sweaty on the, on the PC. Um, and yeah, because you don't miss with the mouse. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no missing. Yeah. No. Well, also, there's also no I, little aim assist. Well, there is for me, but there yeah. wasn't for the right, dudes right. I was playing against. <laughs> right, right, exactly. There's no little aim assist. On the consoles, there's always little aim assist, even though yeah. they don't Otherwise, say Otherwise, you would never kill anything. Right, because it's, they're compensating for the actual controller, you know what I mean, yeah. because of the, the smoothness of it, where the it's so precise on the on the PC, they they can't put an aim assist, you know what I mean? So, um yeah, it was it was super sweaty. It almost reminded me of like Overwatch, like season sweaty when I was playing on yeah. the on the PC version. But the graphics, man, the graphics amazing. on the on the PC were super amazing. Amazing. I, I, the colors, children, the colors. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. 
the even uh, on even on console the game looks incredible so you played on ps4 i played on xbox one uh it's a shame i I wish we were on the same console i would love to play with you uh so i will be getting an xbox eventually i just don't have the funds yeah but you're not gonna buy you're not gonna buy the same game four times come on yeah probably not although i did i've yeah i did it with overwatch (laughs) 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 so what were you missing out on that you needed it four of them what do you i know not for it, but I, I bought it on twice. PS4 and PC. Yeah. Um, I love the weather in this game. Like, the the sandstorm, that first time, I didn't know the sandstorm was happening, right? Because I knew they were talking about it in E3 when they showed that little uh, European village when the blimp was above and stuff like that. I didn't know about the sandstorm happening in the desert. All of a sudden, I'm playing, I'm like, what's that noise, right? And my back is to it, and I turn around, and all of a sudden, I see this wall of sand coming towards me, and I'm like... This is, is this freaking... the mummy. I was like, guys, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. I was like, this is amazing. And then all of a sudden, I couldn't see a goddamn thing. It seriously affects the gameplay. Absolutely. And I was a sniper, right? So all of a yep. sudden, I'm like, uh, no Mr. Right? I, I can't, I can't snipe anymore. So I, I just no took my Mr. pistol Campy. and started running at people. Um, so I thought it was great. And then there's the fog. The fog is worse than the sandstorm. I never, I see. I never got fog in all of the time that I played. I never got fog. Oh, it's so it's so good. If you're in a plane in a sandstorm or fog, forget about it. You can't tell which is up and what's down. You automatically crash. You're just like, I have no idea where anything is. What are the? Ch- I I I was in the biplane. Right. I tried to fly as high as I could to avoid everything. The sandstorm comes in. I literally couldn't see anything. And I'm like, right. what am I supposed to do in this airplane? Yep. So like, I'm trying to get low enough to see something, and I end up crashing into somebody else doing the same thing. <laughs> like, what are the chances of that? Yeah, how much sky do we need? Right. Well, there's also a roof. I I want to. I try to go up as high as possible. the 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 height of the game is not as high as the other Battlefield games, in my opinion, because you're in biplanes. You're in right. right. You're, you're, in you're, biplanes. you're in biplanes. So, magically enough, this game everyone loves Battlefield One, right? And I looked at it when I was playing. I'm going. I wanted to bring this up to to Dan because I I, I think you touched a base on it a little bit in your in your BF One video. Um, it reminds me of Star Wars, battle a Star, a Star Wars Battlefront, like almost to the T, where everyone's like, I didn't like Star Wars Battlefront because you have to go pick up the little pickups around the board, right? Well, there's pickups around the board too here. Like you can pick up, pick up a, a flamethrower, and there was something else that you could you could pick up. Um, you you automatically start in the plane instead of taking off. From the from the from the runway, right? Just, right. Just you don't like get strafed. Right. Just like you do in Star Wars Battlefront, where all of a sudden you start in the X Wing or you start in the yeah. snow speeder, right? There's so many similarities with the, with each of these games that when you are on horseback or when you are in a tank, you're like devastating people where you almost feel like you're a Jedi. You feel like you're Han Solo in a tank and you're just mowing everyone down and they can't do anything about it until like your time limit it's up when they, they all everyone's like, Oh, I'm gonna throw grenades at this tank and blow you up. There's so many similarities between these games, but everyone doesn't see that and they like Star Wars Battlefront sucks ass. Battlefield one is amazing. And I'm like, it's, <laughs> it's almost the exact same thing. There's definitely similarities. I for I mean, just personal preference, I kinda like the the changes with the way that you spawn in and the planes and stuff like that. I thought it was I thought it was cool. Um the horse is scary, dude. If you're on the ground, especially because I sp- I played a lot as a sniper, um, getting run up on by one of those horses with a guy with a sword, sword out, you're like, "Fuck, I am so dead right, right now." Right, right. You um, see him in the background running at you, and you're like, "Yeah, like, you're oh, just he's like, not, he's oh not, does God. he see me? Does he see me? Oh shit, he <laughs> sees me. He sees me. Run!" <laughs> yeah, the the horses are cool, and they they feel and look so fucking good for a video game. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, they're good. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I'm I just... sure there's someone out there going, oh, the poor horses. It's a video game, people. Right. Calm down. Yeah. No I did feel bad. I did feel bad the first, because it even says, like, horse wounded, and you're just like, oh, oh I'm a horrible yeah. human being. That's when you say glue, right? That's <laughs> Um, it's time for some Jello. <laughs> the uh, yeah, it's a it's a fun game, man. I can't wait for I can't play to wait to play other maps. I mean, uh, I had fun just on one map. Well, here's the thing, right? I went to their website and they don't really show all the maps. I think I, they only talk about five, right? And I'm like, man, I hope there's more than five. Yeah, okay, I'm... like from the base, I hope there's like eight to. I mean, even well, actually, they might not be because you need, you need a you need a dirty dozen. Come on. Well, no, think about mess, it. Don't mess around. How many how many maps came out with Star Wars Battlefront? But I don't want to I don't want to talk about that. They, <laughs> no, they, but you, they but you knew, have to. They knew they no. knew they, they were screwing people over left and right. But you have to, right? Look at the business model. They only gave us what five, maybe six maps, right? With with four different game modes. So but you felt learned, like but they learned their lesson. They, mm, I don't divide, think they did. If you divide the community like that, if people are going to be pissed. I don't think they did because they're also charging fifty dollars for their season pass. Right. Battle, and, and I, I'm not telling you what's in it. Again, the, the Battlefield season pass is the best value in gaming, though. If you're going to buy a season pass, you think so? Because I mean, I played I played four a lot, and there's a shitload of content that came with premium or whatever they call it. Right. Um, well, they they I, did constantly give out updates, but fifty yeah. bucks is a little steep for DLC. Yeah, you're right. No argument there. Well, we, well why not? This, there we should be. <laughs> we, yeah, we've had this discussion multiple times. The cost of games has gone up. The price of games has not. So how do you squeeze more money out of somebody? Yeah, that's true. That's the, the one that's the that, only that's thing. That's a very good point. Games have been sixty dollars since I bought Blades of Steel. <laughs> right. Seriously. Right. Like right. I paid sixty dollars for that game. Yeah, absolutely. 50, maybe fifty, but still ten dollars in way too many years. Right. Thirty. Thirty years. Yeah. yeah about right. 30, about 30. Uh, that's that's not bad, but yeah, that's a whole different conversation, I guess. I think it's a, if you're gonna buy a season pass, okay, let's let's preface it like that. If you're going to buy a season pass of content, the Battlefield one comes with a lot of value. So, do you think then going into Battlefield, do you think Star Wars was a good value at the at the fifty dollars price tag for all the content they're coming out with? Um, I haven't been following that game since the original release, to be honest with you. So I don't know what kind of content they're coming they, out with or they, how much. I know that they came out with Jabba's release... Palace. They came out okay. with the Outer Rim. They're coming out with the Death Star, and now there's one more after Rogue One comes out. So there's four four DLCs. They come out every I think two three months. It depends on if they're going to support it for like three full years, like they do battle like major Battlefield releases. Like that's why I think it's a good deal for for like for Battlefield Four. I paid fifty bucks and got content for like three three solid years. You know what I mean? Right, so, right. Spread right, well, out over that much gaming, I don't think it's a bad deal. Okay, okay. I'll be devil's advocate here. Like for sure. instance, I don't I don't like to get season passes, especially if you don't know what's in them. Okay, I would like yeah. to know what it is that's coming out before you you just, just tell me it's a season pass. However, I did buy Fallout Fours. Season pass, sight unseen, done. And the reason for that is, is the fact that I've played Bethesda's games for so long, I already know what I'm getting. I already know what they're going to do. It's like I, I, I trust them enough to know that they're going to make at least decent content that's going to be worth that money anyway. Right, okay? right. And so then I have to take that, that thought process and, and put it into a different game. Mm. I don't feel that way about Star Wars Battlefront. I feel like I'm getting ripped off. But then the person who's in love with Star Wars to the point where he doesn't care Right. right. To him, this is also a good value. Sure. Right. In my eyes, though, I, I just don't like the fact that a map division divides the community. I, I don't yeah, like I don't when like that, that happens. Okay. Right. If a season pass is going to include something, then it's got to include something that's not really like 
you're the best for buying it and you're a scumbag for not buying it. You can't yeah. have that going around the whole time. Right, because if you if you buy the season pass and I don't, and then we both play the game religiously, and then all of a sudden the day that new DLC comes out, you're on that new map and I'm like, I want to play with you, and then all of a sudden it's like, sorry, you right. don't have that DLC, and you're like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. And then you're like, hey guys, are you ever going to play the old maps? No, dude. Those old maps are old news. You know what I mean? It's like, but but how do you... You're, you're forcing purchases. Just, yeah, like but... I, just like I talk you into buying something. It's like you talked me into getting Star Trek right now. I'm I still, still downloading it. talk that. you into it. I just said Star <laughs> Trek <laughs> is out uh, online. Right. right. It's the same thing, except that when you have a, when you have a DLC, a paid <laughs> DLC, you're forcing them to make a purchase, right? Dude, if you want to play with me, bro, you got to buy it. You got to buy it. Yeah, but do you, what do you think, though, as, as, as a developer, what kind of DLC are you going to do to get more money out of somebody but yet not divide the, the, the community? Um, I think, speaking on that, I think the way that Overwatch has done their um, their extra revenue stream and balanced off putting out new content is pretty is is as good as I've seen it for a shooter at least. I mean, you have the the loot boxes available to purchase for the people that are into that and the people that want to do that, but it's cosmetic only items. But all the maps and the updates are free. Mm. Um, I think that's a because you don't split like they don't they straight up they take so not like splitting Grant the. Like Grand Theft Auto style, it's the same yeah. thing with the shark cards and stuff. So they're just like to to Blizzard not splitting the player base is is the holy grail, and they won't. I mean, they're so serious about it that they won't even let you go into playlist with different game modes. You're you're in one unified playlist, and whatever comes up is what you play on on Overwatch. So, so going by that statement, then do you think Star Wars Battlefront would have been much more well received if the DLCs were free, all the maps and stuff were free? But all those characters that you can unlock with the in-game currency were actually real currency, and you had to unlock them with real money. I mean, you'd have a different kind of pissed off for that, I think. Um, depend on how they implemented it, but I do. I, I believe that the, there would have been more patience for the game if the maps and the DLC was was free. Um, I think people initially got most mad about that game because of the, the perceived lack of content when it first dropped. Right. I think, well, I think that people had a uh, pre-notion that it should have been like Star Wars of old Battlefront 2. Yeah. Um, where it had all these different planets, all these different things, and they didn't... It didn't, right? And they were like, well, they're taking content away from us. Just like someone uh, said in the in the chat, Santos said, uh, Star Wars, no, all the stuff in the season pass were the previous Battlefronts and should have launched with the based game. Well, with that statement there, Santos, uh, Destiny could have done the exact same thing, right? By giving everything you got from Dark Below, House of Wolves, Taken King, and Rise of Iron all in one game because technically that's what you're buying right now. If you've never played Destiny, $60 gets you everything that we've played for the last two years. And that's, that's because it used to be in one game originally anyway, right? And they... They stretched it out across two years and got $160 out of everybody. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not mad about gaming companies doing that because, like we said, <laughs> they have to raise the gaming pr prices. and Some, some way, nobody, somehow. Nobody's going to go out and buy a base game for $100, okay, uh, and then pay for DLC. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They're, they're going to be outraged. Outrage. They're going to pitchforks and torches they're gonna to go after frankenstein because you know they're not gonna do it where if they take the game that's supposed to be and break it up into sections and then you know feed it to us with sixty dollars and then twenty dollars and then thirty dollars and then get their 120 over time 
I think that's the the best business model because otherwise, I, I think the gaming community would be well pissed off if they had to pay a hundred, hundred twenty dollars for a game. Oh yeah, I, it would. I don't know. If, I mean, you would probably, you'd definitely lose sales at that point. I mean, they like, have ga- to- gamers oh, go through a lot, but if if a if the bait like if a base game like let's say the division if i if i was asked to pay a hundred dollars for the base division game and then buy dlc on top of that no i mean i don't know i don't know what game i'd do that i don't know if i like a game enough to pay a hundred dollars i paid i paid with because i had a gift card and i get prime membership so it was like 20 percent off or 30 percent off of division division hurts me a little bit right because i bought i bought division (laughs) i just played it a little bit today just to see what if anything updated or anything like that and it's a fun single player game it's not and it's a fun co-op game but it is broken away but i paid i think it was like 75 dollars for everything i have the season pass and the base game and because of my discount we have a prime membership and the gift card that i had i was like oh you know what I don't mind, and it still hurts me that I paid that much for it because yeah. pe- people paid full price for that. I, I paid full price for the whole season pass and everything, and Gosh. I was super stoked on that game based on the beta. And then it was just like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one still hurts. Do you think though it's the it's the community like because of Twitter, because of the internet, the way we're connected to it, where a swing of a video game is disliked by somebody? That's when it starts to you start feeling towards that and your your own opinions don't become your opinions anymore because other people hate it and you don't want to be like that guy that likes it? Uh, that's a pretty good question. I mean, I'd like to say that no, I'm not influenced by that, but realistically, um, when a community sours so much, especially like wh- when I noticed, because I used to listen to um, a couple division podcasts on iTunes and when the podcast hosts start souring on a game, um, I don't think you can help but kind of pick up on right. on that whole vibe. You know what I mean? Because those people are the authorities that you go to for for information in a sense. So, yeah, I mean, that probably does happen. I'd like to say that I'm objective as possible at all times. Same. but I try to be as objective as possible. All right, see, just like I said, uh, Generation X Gaming goes off on rants. Like, we asked what he played this week. And <laughs> we, we haven't even gone we, anywhere. We haven't I'm even sorry. gone anywhere. No, 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 no. You don't have to apologize. This is exactly how the show goes. This is exactly how it goes. So, Sarge, what have you been playing uh, this past week? We can't go back that far. Yes, we can. We can go <laughs> back that crazy. far. It's crazy. It's an hour ago. <laughs> that's, that's 40 minutes ago. Uh, okay, so, once again, very limited time. So, as of the last week, Destiny every three days to do all the bounties and get some more stuff for my gear for Rise of Iron. Okay? So, the last, maybe two or three times this past week. Uh, the Transformers mobile game, uh, the Star Wars Commander mobile game, uh, Fallout 4 Nuka World. Um, which, I, which I want to say, he did his homework assignment. He did, oh, stream, he did stream earlier today, but the past broadcast thing didn't pick up his thing. He didn't have it checkmarked, so there's no proof of it. I never turned it off, yeah. so why, why, why it was off. I saw him stream it, though. I saw him stream it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very difficult to actually find time to play some of these games. Like, the mobile games, like, it's like, do I go to the bathroom or play the mobile game? Or do I eat or go play the mobile game? Like, that's that's the time crunch now. Like, right. I can make myself a sandwich, but I'm in this war, and if I don't attack, they're going to kick me. Like, that's how, that's my life in a week. Like, I'm going to get kicked from this clan because I didn't attack. It's crazy, right? Uh, I like Nuka World. Uh, once again, either like Bethesda or you don't, there's no getting around it. Uh, there's going to be the glitches. There's going to be things to be starting to happen. And this stuff has been going on since Fallout 3. Okay, so... Sarge, real quick, take your gain and lower it a little bit because you're up close to the mic and it's 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 peeking out. All right, so the the way that Bethesda makes games, it's it's been the same since the beginning of time. Okay, <clears throat> They have a certain level of glitches involved. 
it's not game breaking glitches, but the glitches are there, and so you either deal with them or you don't. Okay, I that's think with a game like Fallout, though, you kind of like just deal with it. You accept it, right? Right. You've all discussed that this engine is the same engine. The graphics are better, but it's the same engine they've been using the last two games with. So it's time for an engine update. But I'm probably sure they're going to wait until next next gen system because they were in the middle of the development cycle when the new system came out. So you just can't just stop everything and redo everything over again. You're on a time schedule. Um, I, I really enjoy the Fallout series. I really enjoy their DLCs. Both the Far Harbor and Nuka World are really good DLCs. I understand that Automotron is not like a full DLC per se, but if you consider everything together, and I use this, I use the entertainment for, formula often. If you feel like you're getting ripped off, okay, and this is this is how you get over it. Uh, you divide the number of hours you played a game by how much you paid for the game, right? So if you can find a better value per hour of entertainment, and by the way, when I say entertainment, I don't mean like I'm just getting some stuff done. Like you're enjoying yourself while you play the game. Right. It's not just I got I got this maintenance stuff I got to do for get my armor and stuff for death. Like if you if you hate doing it, if it's a chore, that's not entertaining. Okay, if you're having fun playing the game, it's a dollar an hour. I don't know anything else. Over a hundred hour game, a dollar an hour gets you nothing. Okay, there's not one place I can go for a dollar an hour and be entertained. No movies, no bars, no uh, ice skating rinks, arcades, a go-kart place, whatever you're thinking about, it's <laughs> never going to be a dollar an hour. I'm sure there's never. something out there. That's for dollar. Never. You will never find have that. Have you ever kind of been to Bangkok? <laughs> yeah. Neither have I, but I'm sure there's a place there that's a dollar an hour. Right. There's just, there's, there is just too many games. Even if you hate half of them. Even if you hate, oh, this game sucks. Even if you hate half of them, the the other half it will keep you busy for at least six months. It's it's insane the number of development companies that are working right now. Um, I, I there's like tonight. Are we doing wrestling tonight? Like I'm confused. Uh, like, I, I'm, I'm playing Star Trek. I don't I don't know what we're doing tonight. <laughs> I don't know. Obama, if I... still, Obama still has to fight Optimus Prime for the heavyweight championship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we didn't get to talk about that yet. Um. We, I don't know if I'm streaming tonight yet because I'm exhausted and I have an early plane to catch tomorrow morning. Uh, we got to leave at like nine in the morning, so I don't know if I'm going to be streaming uh, tonight. I don't think you should. You need to. Sleep. Uh, so we probably are going to postpone the uh, wrestling event for another week before we uh, we do anything. So you can probably play Star Trek tonight. Star Trek, it is. <laughs> um, games I've been playing. I I, I got my. Uh, Tighten up a 335 last night uh, in Destiny. So I have two characters now at 335. Um, I'm going to be working. Now it's a goal. I got to get my Warlock. It's going to be a little hard work there, but I got to get my Warlock 335 to get all three characters done before uh, Rise of Iron comes out. Why? Just because it's a set a set goal. Because as soon as day one Rise of Iron comes out, something's going to drop for like 367. And uh, <laughs> that's it. You know, it doesn't. It'll be like green. And I could just upgrade to 335 if I wanted to. But it's just a goal that I want. I want to get all three characters in before uh, Rise of Iron comes out. Um, I played uh, more of Batman Arkham. Uh, I got this boss fight that I was doing with just fighting someone in a tank. And I was in the Batmobile. And as a past broadcast, you hear that I hate... The fucking Batmobile and Batman Arkham. Like, it's the worst part of this game. It literally is the worst part. It's not even a game mechanic. I'm literally just sitting in the street, going in circles, getting away from a tank, and then shooting it, and then hiding. And then I'm like, this is not a what, game mechanic. What, what is that? What is it, that? It's the Batmobile. Uh, it, there's oh! A, there's, oh. It's the worst <laughs> part. It's the worst part of 
of, of the game. Yeah, yeah, it's the worst part. Uh, great game. I love it. When I'm out of the Batmobile, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. This is a great game. And then I'm in the Batmobile, I'm like, what a shitty aspect of this game. It's the worst part of the game. And it's like, so far, it's like 60% of the game for the story modes. I'm in the goddamn Batmobile, and I got to do stuff fighting drones. Because Batman doesn't kill anybody, so he's fighting robot drones that you, you blow up. Right? So played that really enjoying it just not enjoying the batman uh the batmobile section of the game um i've been playing i played a crap ton of battlefield one I, I got up to level 36 i think it was 36 37 just to put that in perspective wow uh i played battlefield four uh years ago and i just put it back in and i'm a 36 Okay, <laughs> so I played a shit ton of Battlefield One. The XP thing is, was boosted. Is you know boosted. it was. Yeah. That's not the real XP gains. Well, They're no, I'm afraid. I'm afraid it is. Right, just like it is for everything else that they say it's gonna, they're gonna nerf it, and they never do. When Battlefield One comes out, it's gonna be that fast to level up. I'm telling you. If it is, that's gonna that's crazy. Yeah, because it's, it is it's it's crazy fast, especially for a Battlefield game. Yeah, it's 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 super fast. I mean, the, in, in the, the kernel into the first month. First day, you'll have a. Do you, do you think that maybe that maybe that's like the bridge that they're trying to to build for to to bring Call of Duty players over? Um, the patience level. I see. You I, don't have patience. I the, don't think, the, the the carrot. I don't you know think I mean? they're actually going for Call of Duty players. I really don't. I I don't think they're going for the Call of Duty players. Battlefield has their core community, and they know if they make a game, these people. This is how much money we're going to make based on just the core community that we have that playing Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4. If a couple of if, if a couple of people come over from Call of Duty, that's fine, but you're going to tell who those people are because they're going to get, you know, worked because they're they're solo players and you're going to tell who they are. Um, but I don't think they're doing that. I think that's what they made Titanfall for, Titanfall 2 for. I think that's yeah. the crew that they're that's trying to point. get uh from Call of Duty. And that's what I think. I don't know if I like I said, you can't compare the two two games. Uh, people that like Call of Duty are like, Battlefield sucks. And I'm like, great, stay over there. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, what other stuff have I been playing? I played uh, I played Euro Truck Simulator. It's my favorite game that I stream on Sunday nights, on the Sunday night drive. It's so relaxed and chilled. Um, it's completely opposite than shoot people in the faces. I'm just driving a truck, being a trucker. That's it. That's all you do is take from point A to point B and drop off cargo. Uh, it's it's one of my favorite games. Um, what else have I been playing? Uh, Battlefield 1, Batman Arkham. Oh, and I, I, I started playing, just for a little bit, um, the Star Trek game tonight, just before the stream started. Uh, I'm like, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes into it. Eh, it's pretty cool. I think it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I know it's five, six years old. Uh, you can tell it's five, six years old. But at the same time, I, I like it. It's, it's Star Trek. It's space. I get to fly a ship. Uh and, and blow up stuff and walk around the actual spaceship. I mean, I'm sold. Sold. I don't even care if the game sucks. It's free, and it's microtransactions on top of that. So, like, I played Warframe for, like, 75 hours for free with, with microtransactions. So I think uh, I'll enjoy this game a little bit off stream. Uh, I play No Man's Sky every single day for at least 20 to, to, to 40 minutes. Um, still exploring. I just did my third jump in the game. Um, I, I'm loving that game. And I love that people hate the game. I love people <laughs> that hate the game because they they just don't get what the game is, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's what I've been playing. That and Battlefield 4. I went back to Battlefield 4. I'm really enjoying going back to that. And I think it's because Battlefield 1 came out that really got me thinking, you know what? It doesn't come out till October. 
let me go play Battlefield 4 for a couple more months until uh, until Battlefield 1 comes out. So that's what I've, I've been playing. Um, going into the next section, because we have about 40 minutes left, um, let's talk about No Man's Sky, right? Because Dan makes content about No Man's Sky. Uh, I like your theory on the, the, the portal. I, I know you were trying to get the portal. I, I, I think I have a, a thing for you for your portal. Uh, okay. Um, so No Man's Sky has just been getting shit on left and right to this day, right? I mean, you your your channel's tr- like thriving because of the comment section and people watch your video and yeah. then and then stuff. So tell me, how do you like or don't like No Man's Sky uh, in in general? Um in general, I generally I like the game. Um it's it depends on what you're looking for out of a game. Um, like you, like you were mentioned, like you were mentioning with Euro Truck Simulator, which I can't say that I've ever heard of before tonight. What? Um, great. If, like, I I went into No Man's Sky with the intention of flying around and seeing cool shit. That was basically the extent of my expectation for that game. Um, and we can get into that a little bit more, but I, like, I really don't know what people expected from that game or if we were watching completely different promotions for that game because right. all that was ever shown is a dude walking around on a random planet or a dude flying around in a spaceship. Right. They never showed like it's not supposed to be combat, it's not supposed to be any of that. I'm not making excuses for the game. No, I'm just right. saying like I didn't ever go into it expecting Destiny or I just expected to roam around and see cool shit basically. Right. And it it delivers it above and beyond on the, on those on those factors. The the one aspect though they did show and he did say multiple times you could be uh, a trader, right? You can go in the trade yeah. routes and then he said you could also be a combat person and they showed combat in space with big with ships. Con- yeah, and I will say this the the space combat is super not right, right. good. It, it's not good. It is there. So as far as that and you can be a trader like if you if you consider mining for minerals and then going to a, a trade post being a trader. Right, right. You can technically do that, I guess. Um, he, I guess yeah, I do see that it did sound like it was going to be more of a, a deep mechanic than it actually ended up being in-game. Well, I, I look at it and people are like, well, the game is shit, the game is shit, and people want refunds, but yet they have like 30 hours into the game. The refund thing. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> refund thing makes me crazy. How you think you can demand a refund? And that they were actually offering them refunds, right? And I just find it funny because I'm just like, can you imagine? Like I've I've put in a thousand hours into Destiny, right? And I'm like, you know, then you just decide that it's this shit game, game. This game opinion. did not hit my expectations. I I hate the game so much. Uh, I want a refund. I want yeah. a refund. But uh, sir, how many hours did you play? Oh, I I only paid like eleven hundred. You know, like eleven hundred hours. That I I don't think I got everything out of the game. You know what I mean? It's like, what are you talking about? Like, if you have thirty hours into any game, that's a long time. Okay, yeah. most games are beat between like five and eight hours, like beat in five to eight hours. And everyone gave shit to this game because it took thirty hours to maybe get to the center of the universe, right? Or I've played six. I've played sixty hours and I've made it to my. Th- what seventh planet? I mean, like but it's, you yeah. decided. They decided on that goal. That wasn't the goal. They decided that wanted to be the goal. I'm going to skip everything else. I'm going to go straight for. I'm going to try to get to the center of the universe. Now you won. Now you're disappointed, right? It's not about the destination. It's, it's about the trip, not, right? Okay, yes, right. it's about the trip. If that's the way you want to play the game, 
Have a nice day. Well, right, yeah. right, right. And, for the game. And I'm not mad about people that that do it, right? Like, if you wanna, if you wanna get a game, like, there's gonna be people that play Rise of Iron, and they're literally gonna go burn through the content, right? And be and done do with it, it in like first. right in five hours, and be like yeah. the first, right? And they'll post it on Twitter, and they'll make YouTube videos of it, and whatever. That's great. And there's people out there, and, and that's that's fine. But don't like do that, and then go. That's it. There, right. Yeah. You, there's no other content. It's like you just sat there for eight hours without eating and yeah. going to the bathroom. You have a Gatorade bottle next to you that you've been pissing in, right? Because you wanted to sit there and play the game and then bitch about it afterwards. That's what I don't get, and and I don't get. It. And those are the same people that come in my comment section, and and say uh, that that <laughs> Mine too. right that you how dare you call me an idiot for for yeah. not liking a game and that I pre-ordered and spent my hard-earned money but no I'm not calling you an idiot because you pre-ordered and I'm not calling you an idiot because you want to return the game I'm calling you an idiot and I stand by this okay I'm calling you an idiot because you pre-ordered a game by not knowing what the fuck it was okay then playing 30 hours of it and then asking for a refund and to return it because someone lied to you if there yeah. was only a way if someone created a website of some sort where <laughs> someone could play a video game the day it came out to see That's if idea. I liked That's it. That's a good idea, bro. You should I, do that, bro. I, I, I wonder if I patent that idea. Man, I wish there was a I wish there was a platform that someone could play a video game and someone that can watch it to make an opinion of themselves. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is what I'm talking about. And if you're one of those people and you're gonna and you're gonna write idiot. in my comment section afterwards, you're the idiot. <laughs> and if you're offended by that, you're still the idiot. So yeah. if I say like, like my line in my video was idiots are always the loudest. And if you respond to that by writing an all caps bro message at me in the <laughs> no, comments, bro. you are a fucking idiot. No, bro. Sorry. Right. Thank you for proving my point though. So, so I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying uh, No Man's Sky. Is it, is it, cause there's two different, there's two different aspects to look at this. Absolutely. Is it a popular game? Yes, it is. It's got a lot of base of people playing. Uh, there's, Thousands and thousands and thousands of people playing this game. It's not Battleborn where there's 200 people playing. There's thousands of people playing this game. There's thousands of people posting pictures. There's thousands of people trying to figure out how to open the portals in this game and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So there's a community there, and this is what happens. Like The people are going to hate it and leave, and then the, the, the community is going to come in, and they're going to you know, make that foundation for that game. And if you don't like that game, then don't watch it. Don't play it. Don't go to forums and see if other people are playing it and then shit on them because they like something. You don't I mean? watch YouTube videos right. about it. Right. What do you mm. do? Like, <laughs> I mean, thank you, but what the fuck are you doing here? It's, it doesn't make sense to me. It's like, I hate football. Hold on a second. I got to watch Thursday night football. It's like, what? I, 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 like I, I, it, I like to call it the Howard Stern effect. Oh, um, you hate more, more more people watch Howard Stern who because hate they want yeah, they want to yeah, see because they yeah. want to hear what he says next type of thing. That's an absolute true statement from back in the day, right? That that's is, exactly that's true. So so going forward, I think my theory about No Man's Sky is the stuff that we saw at E3 like years ago and the trailers that they show. They're showing like the best parts of the game, right? Just like a trailer should do, right? That's and, what you want to do if you're marketing something, right? Exactly. And when you start. Because there is no tutorial in the game. So your starting planet, no matter where you start from, is like your tutorial, right? You're on this yeah. basic planet. It, it might be harsh. It might not be harsh. Sarge, stop playing Star Trek. Um, <laughs> there, 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 there might be difficulty level or there might not be. But as you progress through the game and you do your multiple jumps and find different things and upgrade your equipment to the max it could be, possibly be, I believe if you find a portal... And the way to open these portals is I believe there's all those monoliths on the planet, right? right? And I believe that you have to – because if you ever pick up one monolith, 
and you look in the distance, you can see another one, right? They're almost like a breadcrumb trail mm-hmm. of, 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 of places. And I know there's been people that are like, well, I've collected 400 of them and nothing's changed. Well, that's great. 400 is like in like maybe like 10 mile radius of a planet that's tens and thousands of miles wide, right? So I think in a, in a region, you have to open up a certain amount of monoliths and then find that portal, okay? And then it opens up that portal. Mm. Or you have to do it in a certain way, um, like there's certain key points. Like there's different monolith towers, you know? Like there's certain ones that are like spheres, then there's other right. ones that are towers. I think those are like keys. Like if you open up a certain amount of those on a planet and then you happen to find the portal on that planet, because I'm assuming there's a portal on pretty much every planet if you really wanted to find one. Right? I would assume so. But yeah, that's the kind of that's the thing that I love about this game, though, is there's still such a shroud of mystery around so much of this right, stuff. Right. Um, yeah, but I would assume that there's a portal. Planets are big enough to where they could have Absolutely. a portal, a planet, for sure. Right. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever found multiple portals per, per planet. That's another interesting thing. Right, I've only thing. found I found two portals, and I've only found them one on every on one of the planets, right? I haven't okay. found multiple portals. But the way, like, in the, in the E3 trailer, when they go through the portal, okay, mm-hmm. and they show that, they show when he walks through, like, this massive different type of world where it's very floral and there's bigger dinosaurs and bigger yeah. things... I believe that's what it is, right? Like, yes, you're jumping through, or you could be going through a different time dimension, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean, where it could be a completely different game where once you go through the portal, maybe the game becomes harder, right? Maybe it's like automatic difficulty level that you've already stepped through the portal. Yeah. Now it went from easy to normal, and then from normal to hard. And as you get closer and closer, like once you get to the middle of the universe, yes, probably just go to another universe right because it's an endless cycle because it's a video game and that's probably mm-hmm. the way they made it i don't know right. i'm assuming that's what it is that's the cool nobody knows nobody fucking knows even the people that have done it like two or three times they still don't know right. like right congratulations you've done it two or three times yeah right but what's your do it seven times i beat contra seven times in a row on one life why because i could right <laughs> do, do, do you know what i mean like people are going to do stuff just to do it so i think there's a lot of intrigue about this game still that's not known and it's not going to be known and then the modding community is coming out strong right they're yeah. making mods for it um most of them are visual stuff um but i liked it the one where if you want to find a portal it's actually you can turn the portals into these giant ships it's a mod where you know that crash ship it looks like a giant freighter that just crashed into the wow that's cool i haven't seen that if you actually do that mod you can actually find your portals a lot faster right but it's not a portal anymore because there's a giant ship there because the portals right now don't do anything so someone made a mod of all the portals being a giant crash ship in the in the landscape well when you're walking around you can see a giant ship you can't see the portal right so if you turn the mod on Go find one of these ships, shut the mod off, you'll find yourself a portal, and then you can start messing around with it. So it's a cool little little mod out there. Um, and then on top of that, the DLCs that are going to come out, paid or free, I think are just going to make this game so much better. Um, I mean, look at Grand Theft Auto, right? Grand Theft Auto, in general, is a great freaking game. But the, Mo- the Mount Chiliad like, theory that's going on, which is basically just an underlining in the game of like, if you want to go look for it, go look for it. If you want to go look for Bigfoot, go look for Bigfoot. That's a small game. We're talking about an infinite amount of planets in this game. And you're telling me everyone's like, ah, oh, this game is so boring. Like, uh, you don't have to play it 10, 15 hours a day. It Maybe it's not a game to stream, but it's yeah. still a game to enjoy. And like, you yeah. don't have to burn through it. You can take your time. Euro Truck Simulator style, go from point A <laughs> to point B, grab your cargo, 
mine your stuff, go back to the space station. It's a big giant sandbox. Use your imagination. Yeah, and um, like I haven't even. I think I've done maybe. I think I maybe just hit my tenth jump. So that's still. I mean, I haven't really done anything as far as getting around or move, making my way towards the Atlas path or making my way towards the center or anything. I haven't. I've just been kind of. I've never done an Atlas pass yet. I've just been doing random stuff so yeah. far. I haven't done one Atlas pass. I don't even know how to get it. Don't know how to get it. I don't want to know either. Yeah, I won't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to know either. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I spent 25 hours on my first planet. One planet, 25 that's, hours. That's awesome. I didn't go that hard, but... Uh, I literally... And I, I only got around maybe one-third of the planet. Like, I literally walked... Because I would yeah. just take um, uh, the the co the keys. Uh, what are they called now? Uh, the the beta the, key, bi the bypass chip. The bypass chip. Yeah, the bypass chip. And I just kept putting them into the... the the, the God, my brain's fucking fried. Into the, the tower thing where it shows the, the little points of interest all over the map. I literally yep. did like two, three hundred of them. Okay. Wow. And just carpeted the map. And yeah. then every time I went somewhere, it would disappear. So I knew. Yeah. So when I went out to space to go return uh, to my space station to go bring in the, the, the stuff I mined, I would look back at the planet and you would literally see like thumbtacks all over the planet, like where I need to go. And it was literally just like one third of the planet. And I was like, this is amazing, man. I'm not even going to touch the other side of the planet. Um, yeah, does it, get, does it get like monotonous? Sure. So does shooting someone in the face a hundred times. <laughs> do, yeah. do, do you know what I mean? You got to take a break. <clears throat> All right. Uh, what do you think as far as No Man's Sky, what can they do to kind of like, because they're not trying to put out the fires, right? They're just kind of letting it, the fires burn. So, yeah. So what do you think they could do as, as like, control? Uh, the best thing to do, like, it, in my opinion, the best thing to do would be to come out and talk to the actual community that's passionate about the game and that's still playing the game. And just acknowledge that, yes, the launch was rough. Um, and just anything really at this point it's almost it reminds me a lot of uh, of the bungee issue when during destiny where the community was screaming for something and right. they wouldn't come out and say they wouldn't give you anything and they, they just wait they, they've gotten better about that um since the april update but even like before the april update that was like the peak of people saying just give us fucking something you know what i mean right right um and not even content just word that you're working on content would be excellent um and i know they're working on patches and bug fixes for no man's sky right now but um i think if they said i think all it would take is for them to come out and say we have additional content being added to the game soon it's such a not even a date necessarily but we're working i know they're working on um like b being able to build bases, that's cool. It, they said that right before the game actually released. If they just came out and reiterated that that's coming right in, in, a, in the foreseeable future, I think that would that would get people excited. That's kind of what excites me about the game because, like you said, it's a gigantic sandbox, right? Um, <clears throat> and I think part of the problem with the game is that as gamers, we're used to having a set goal. When we, when we jump on, when we turn on the game, we're right. used to having something spelled out for us. Um, that doesn't exist in a game like this. And there's other games that are very successful right. that it doesn't exist in as well, like Minecraft. Um, and Minecraft wasn't a complete experience when it released either. Yeah. But if, they're, if they keep on adding stuff to do where, like, I'm not in a rush to get off any particular planet. 
And if there was an incentive to stay there and be creative and have fun and build things and stuff, I mean, I could right. see myself dumping a considerable, a considerable amount of time into that. And I think people would settle down eventually settle down into the game like the community would settle down into the game you'd find a system or a couple systems that you really like get populated right populate it build up bases and and kind of start then you could start getting into the oh then you have this this such resource path laid out and then you can you can do trade runs and then at that point like if you had a home base and then you knew where resource, resources were scattered around you in that particular system then you could start doing runs where you're farming right farming materials then going back to the trader that gives you the plus 10% on galactic price or whatever you know what i mean right then then you can start building your own game around the the framework that is there and there's a, there, i mean there's a ma it's undeniable there's a massive framework there um it 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 definitely needs life filled into it i agree i i think what um <clears throat> one of my ideas was like <clears throat> sort of like star wars galaxies i don't know if you've ever played Star Wars Galaxies or ever heard of Star Wars Galaxies. Heard of it, yeah. I um, watched it. But back, back in the day when the game first came out, there was like, you would run across a map and there'd be like nothing between point A and point B, right? And then a couple weeks later, you would walk from point A to point B and there would be like one person's house out there, like a player's house that he built. Mm -hmm. And then you would come out again like weeks later and there'd be like four houses out there because four other people started building houses and they started making a small little town, right? And then you could make a mayor of that town and then you can make that into a bigger town. Then you can get a cantina and you can do a whole bunch of stuff. So <clears throat> going like that way, I think No Man's Sky would be cool if you could build a base, right? And then you fill, instead of selling your resources, you feed your resources into your base, right? And then upgrade your, upgrade your base where you put a beacon out, right? right? So maybe the beacon that you upgraded to now makes emits a signal where if anyone's within like right around the solar system that you're in, it says, hey, I have a base here. Why don't you come on by? Do you know what I mean? And it, it intrigues that person to come to your your planet or right. find that radio signal to, to find you. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then once that person finds you, they can be like, oh, this is pretty cool. This is a nice little base you got here. They start building a base, and then your base gets bigger and bigger, and then it starts to build like, you know, a whole different race of people that are there right? and you start building up a community on that planet and then you can start making trade routes like you said you know yeah. from that one to another person's then you could have pvp and you can have different war you know what i mean like you could they could totally implement all this stuff of course this is so far out right there. it would take time but you could this is a game where you could continually add it really as much stuff as right. you can think of right. and there would be a place for it in the game. Right. And then if you wanted to just build a ship, you could be out in space just traveling the solar system in a giant yeah. frigate and people can land on your frigate. You know what I mean? Right. Like that'd be awesome. Cuz awesome. they did say the giant they just they did say that the giant freighters are coming that you can own as well. How much um, is that going to cost if who, the Yeah, who knows cuz the ships, the ships, like the ships as it is are just ridiculously yeah. Yeah. expensive. Um but <laughs> like that kind of stuff is exciting, but I would like to hear like I would like to just have it reconfirmed. It's a little murmur. Yeah, a little right, murmur like, of it. Yeah, we're not right now. It seems like they're in hiding, which I do understand because people are ravenous right now. But um, it, yeah, I mean, the game has unlimited potential. Now, the interesting thing to me is whether or not he is willing to or wants to give up control of his vision to the community. He because doesn't. if you right, and I you get that feeling from that. Um, if he if he just said this is the game that I made, it's out there, and just relinquished that control over the creative vision and let if if he let the community right 
take over and put their vision in, like the stuff that we were just talking about and your ideas with feeding resources into your base and stuff, if you let the community make it what it wanted with the framework that you created, you give the game would last forever. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Like Minecraft. You Minecraft is not what it was originally designed as. It's become whatever the creator because of the ser it. right because of the servers that people started and yeah. and Minecraft knew that that's why they made their realms right that's why they made yes. the realm servers and stuff like that because other people were being more creative than what the base game was and they're like wait a minute we can capitalize on this you know what i mean so and i i hate to keep drawing comparisons to Minecraft but it's very similar i don't think the intention was similar no, now no. Uh, that's not what i'm saying but the 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 bones of the game are similar because it's basically a blank slate for a lot of creativity to happen on top of it, right? If that power is given over. Well, there's a game that was at PAX uh, PAX West. I don't know if you watch any of the of the the stream. Uh, it's called Osiris: The New Dawn. Right? It's a team of two developers. Two people have been working on this game for five years. They both worked for AAA companies and stuff like that. They started this project, and it's almost so eerie similar to No Man's Sky, but at the same time, it only has two planets. Okay. And the graphics are intense. And you can actually, the point of the game is to colonize on okay. these planets. And you can, it's a multiplayer uh, server. So you can have up to 40 people on a planet. And you have to colonize the place and you fight different creatures that try to attack your base. And there's like large creatures and all the different vehicles that you can create and make. It's really cool looking. And it's two guys creating it. And you're, you're like, wow, if these guys could have done this with just two guys, the way they're doing it. And this is what everyone, I think, thinks No Man's Sky should have been like, where you're going out colonizing, you know, fighting people. People want to kill things. Yeah, oh, absolutely. No one likes to be alone. Yeah. Right? That's why people are on Twitch, and they want to be in a group, and want to talk to people, because no one likes to be alone. Right. Uh, you might want to be by yourself. Yeah. Right? And that's great about the internet. You can be by yourself, but at the same time, be with thousands of people at the exact same time. Yeah. Um, so people love, they love shooting people in the face. Let's just be honest. They, they right. love, they love teabagging people and shooting people in the face that's that's what video games is about if there was teabagging in no man's sky greatest game ever absolutely if you could just squat on someone's face just once that'd be amazing um <laughs> all right so that's enough about no man's sky um both of us like it the sarge doesn't play it but he's he's seen a lot of, of it i don't own a pc that can run it properly and you don't own a playstation either i'm not yeah i'm not gonna restart rebuying stuff yet right now like yeah you gotta give me something better than that all right, so let's let's talk about our, our stripper girlfriend Destiny here. Uh, the God. the Bungie update just uh, released uh, this week, the September eighth. Um, basically, oh, there goes Sarge again. Uh, they did a lot of updates to the gunsmith uh, as far as weapons are, are concerned. So you can go on here. I'll bring it up on the screen. You can go on and you can see they they did a lot of changes. I'm not going to go over. All the weapon changes. We'll sit here for like another hour and a half just talking about weapon changes. Some of the notable stuff that they've changed um, is uh, the activities. In public events now, first daily public event uh, is a gold completion. Uh, one time legendary engram, once level 40 upgrade engram before. 15 times uh, destination materials, 15 times legendary marks, 5 times modes of light. Very low chance of exotic shard, 4k XP. And 25 times Vanguard rep. So you're getting a whole bunch of different stuff now when you're doing public events. Uh, so they're going to go back and start farming events again? Is that what that is? Yeah, I think they're trying to give us a little bit of different content right before uh, Rise of Iron comes out. Um, you can do repeat, repeated gold public events. Um, you get 200 times Glimmer. 
chance of two uh, by five destination materials, chance of one to two motes of light, 1.5 XP, uh, green, blue, So you're just engrams. getting a bunch of trash for doing an event. Yeah. Instead of getting motes of light, I'm getting a bunch of trash to do an event. Right. You're getting different things. Uh, quests, quest menu has been changed and renamed to progress. Ooh. Uh, record books have been moved from materials inventory menu to the own location and progress menu and quest bounty and reputation displays have been adjusted. So basically we're seeing the rise of iron menu system now instead of the old, old school. Um, they changed some stuff in the crucible, um, game type. Uh, they have general three time three, three verse three game type gives slightly less heavy ammo perk brick, which is interesting because, um, 3v3 is also trials right so that means they're getting less heavy ammo during trials now which is which is interesting um trials of osiris what's, here too what's has less heavy ammo like if you says, were using if you're using a rocket launcher you get three shells yeah you know so you get maybe one now right you're getting less you're getting less ammo per purple brick now in a 3v3 because that's that, interesting because that's that's like game changing right because you could have, once you get your heavy you could literally kill the whole team with three shots of a rocket launcher by just spewing it out there now you have one shot maybe i don't know we we don't know yet um so they've changed elimination heavy ammo now appears at the uh, central location of elimination matches which is nice it doesn't appear at the edges right it appears in the middle you have to fight for it um salvage they changed reduced uh, intellect relic capture spawn delay from 15 to 10 seconds uh, they just changed a whole bunch of different times. I'm not going to read all those. You can see them on the screen right there. Uh, Rift uh, added overshield on player's spawn to cut down on spawn camping. Yay! So you don't get spawn camped anymore. You have a, a little shield that you can uh, run before you get spawn camped. right? So they get to chase you down and hunt you down while you're running away from your spawn now. So it's like a little game of cat and mouse. It's nice. Um <laughs> Uh, they changed a couple of maps, little fixes on the maps, and the UI. Uh, fire team and players in current game sessions list have been combined. Will display 12 players without needing to change pages. So they made it bigger. Okay, clan roster has been added, but will not be immediately available. The inventory menu has been modified to add ornaments. An abandoned quest key, uh, quest kiosk menu uh, allows users to view more than the first page. So a lot of upgrades. What was the? It was like 12 gigs, right? The, the twelve update, gigs, yeah, twelve gigs was the update. So, my uh, my assumption is they 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 threw in game modes right now, and they're just sitting there to be unlocked, ready to go uh, for Rise of Iron. So they have a smooth launch for Rise of Iron, which is smart, you know, because if you think about it, Bungie hasn't had a rough transition when they come out with their new DLCs. I think I don't think they've had a, a problem once yet, right? You guys notice? I don't remember. Well, you're talking about like as as far as server traffic jam, yeah, just like any time, right? Anytime a new new contents come out, they've never had like servers down. They've been DDoSed or anything like that. I can't remember anything like that. It's always no. been pretty smooth. Yeah, yeah, so I think it's a I think it's a smart move on on their end. Um, let me see. The Bungie Weekly Update says uh, your trophy case looks like this now. The expansion is a chance to strive for new forms of greatness. Rise of Iron has new trophies and achievements for you to earn. Check them out so you can see those. Uh, there's a mountain climber, the young wolf, and the student of history. So you have to uh, complete some missions there. You got the Sing of the Iron Song, Supremacy. And then you have the Eye of the... An Eye for an Eye. I like that one. That one's pretty cool looking. And then you have the Forged Ahead, which is... That's a pretty cool looking banner. I don't know if... Are these... Uh, 
Are these banners that you you unlock? Yeah, I guess they are. So, I don't know if you guys can see any of this. You guys can't see any of this. I can share it with you if you... No, if I do that, then it'll, it'll switch screens on you. Um... What's the most, what's the most thing, we're what, less than two weeks now? Less than two weeks for Rise of Iron. Dan, what's your most exciting thing about the update that's coming out? Besides the new content, like what, what of the new content is really exciting for you? Uh, this, uh, this is going to suck to say on this podcast because I know you guys love this game. I'm, to, I, I'm not really excited about it. That's fine. Um, you don't yeah. have to, you don't, you don't have to, you're not going to hurt I, our feelings. I, I played, Des I went so hard on Destiny um, for so long that I, I think I stopped playing regularly around the April update. Okay. Um, and just because of what I'm doing on YouTube and taking care of my daughter mainly, I just don't have time. I just don't have the time for Destiny, basically, is where I'm at. Um, if I was still playing the content that I, I, I would just be excited about playing the, the, new, the new missions and seeing the new areas, really. Okay. Um, and it, it might be something that I that I eventually buy and play, but um, so you, I, do you not own Destiny right now? No, I do. I do. You do. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, the expansion is something that I I, I gotcha. will eventually maybe get into, but right now I just can't see, especially with what's going on on my YouTube right now. I can't see it. Well, that's a, that, that's the great thing about Destiny, right? Like, there's people that never played it from the very beginning. And they just started buying the game now, yeah, and they just like fill right in. They they just slide right in, and it's like you never missed anything, you know? right? That's I was just talking to my buddy the other day about how incredible would it be to to jump in now with that Ultimate Edition or whatever it's called and play through the whole game with right. all of the content that exists. Well, the problem with that, though, is it's going to be really hard to find people to run uh, those like, the early things. glass. Yeah. And like you could you could do the story missions. But as far as the raids and stuff go, yeah. um, you're right you, about that. You do miss out on a lot of stuff, I have to say, like because they did have a story like and they did change like when the Dark Below came out. Public events change. You got to fight different different uh, events and stuff like that. Yeah. So you miss out on that, but it would be cool to start fresh, a new character from beginning to to the new yeah. content, especially for sixty dollars. It's it's amazing. That's that's a good deal. Uh, Sarge, what's the what's the one thing that you're looking forward to from uh, the Rise of Iron? Um, I, I what I'm really looking forward to is, is I want to know if they got off their asses and they went back to telling a story. Okay, a game like this has three uh, three factors. You've got the graphics, you've got the story, and you've got the mechanics and the gunplay of the game. You've got two out of three. You've had two out of three. You told us to make this epic story about whoever, and it's not. It still has not. Tell me something. Tell me a story. So do you think they're going to bring Tell back the stranger? The Here, let's put some money on this. Do you think they're going to bring back the stranger in this DLC? They're going to ignore, they're going to ignore the stranger. Absolutely ignore him. Like the fat kid at, at PE. Is she going to have time to tell us? She's not going to have time to tell us about. Nope. No. Nope. She's not going to have time to tell us. Until Destiny Two. <laughs> nope. They are not going to talk about a word about her. If they would have just in just some small part continued that line, they would have been fine. But what happened was, is after they had that whole debacle in the very beginning, they couldn't get rid of her completely, so they had to leave her in. And then we just going to just ignore her from that point on because they they didn't want to continue the the storyline. Right. On the story of the people who don't work there anymore. Right, right. Right. They had to leave her in for whatever reason. They couldn't take her out completely. And so they worked her into the story barely. And then they're going to just forget about her. Yeah, that's and, so and, weird. Uh, there's, so at, there's so much untapped that. potential there, too. Yes. Do you see how much story there could possibly be? Like, and you can't, you can't tell me at this point that there's nobody home at the Bungie studio who, does, who knows how to make a story. 
You, do you have the guys who do the graphics, the guys who do the skyboxes, the guys who do the gunplay, the guys who do the updates? Everyone's there who does this, but like, there's a room in the corner that says vacant where the story should be. Like, right. there's no one there. There is nobody there. It's it's sad. So I'm excited to tell me a story. I want to hear something. That's what I'm excited for. Okay. I'm I'm just excited for the for the new weapons and stuff uh, and the new armor. I, I really like. I think it's the smallest part of the thing, the ornaments, right? I mean, they get to change the look of what your character looks like. And it's been two years, and you actually finally get to look different than everybody else, right? Because there's still people to this day. It focused the April update fixed it, right? But for the most part, like it just channels you into this everyone looking at almost the exact same because it, it came down to the raid. Right for the for the best gear was the raid gear, and now you can infuse and you can change it so not everyone looks the same. But the ornaments aren't even going to change that even more. So I, I like that uh, about the game itself. Um, yeah, six bits. We're going to go over a little late on this on this episode. Just letting you know. Um, we're going to talk about the the PS4 Pro. Right, they just came out. Uh, we're switching from Destiny and we're going over to PS4 now. Um, the Pro was announced. The slim version was announced. It looks like a giant sandwich. It looks like a giant. <laughs> Sandwich, and I look at the PS4. I think I think Dupa said Dupa said something about it looking like a Big Mac. Yeah, or a it, Whopper. It looks like it looks like a Whopper or an ice cream. I'm gonna say it looks like an ice cream sandwich. Like if you just filled in the gap between the top for the slim uh, and the bottom, it almost looks like an ice cream sandwich. Um, a smart move, smart move by the by the Sony. What were you gonna say, Dan? No, the design choice. The they had an opportunity with the design, right? Poor design choice to make a statement, and they made a statement, but it's the wrong. Right. Statement. Well, I'll tell you how they came up with it. The guy was like, like eating a sandwich. He's in the break room, and they're like, they're like, Chad, Chad, Xbox <laughs> just announced they're coming out with Scorpio and a Slim. We need to get on this. We need to make a new PlayStation. You got any ideas? And he's like, <laughs> I got an idea. Mm. I got an idea. And he he bites his sandwich, and they fast forward to it, and then boom. Here it is. You got the PS4 sandwich and Big Mac uh, coming at you. Uh, smart move, though, what, what PS did, uh, PlayStation did, or I should say Sony did, is that they're coming out with the Pro this November, right? This November, because they started losing sales, right? Xbox has been outselling them because of the Slim, Xbox Slim or S version, whatever, that's been coming out, and it's been selling very well. Now the new version of PlayStation 4 is coming out I think next week. I believe it starts out. Is it or is it in October? Uh, you, no, it's soon. It's like the fifteenth. Fifteenth of this month. Yeah. All right, September fifteenth, and then the pro comes out in November, November tenth, I believe it is. Yeah. And they're coming out one year in front of the Xbox Scorpio, which I think is huge, and I think it's a sad move for Xbox uh, to do this because they're going to fall back behind sales again uh, in in competition with them. So. Is this something that you guys, like, you have a PlayStation 4, right, Dan? Yes. Is this something that you're like, I'm going to get a Pro. I'm going to no. update right away for a Pro. Is it? Is, no. there, is there enough there for you to even debate it? No. Um, to upgrade from what I have now? No, absolutely not. Like, if my if my PlayStation took a shit all of a sudden um, and I had to get another one, I would probably get the Pro just because it's the same price that, I'm, that I paid for my original one. You know what I mean? Right. Even though the Slim is... Um, a hundred dollars less now or whatever it's going right. to be 2.99 which is a fantastic deal i think that was a good call on sony's part as well but um no not enough to make me want to it's interesting like i'd love to go play it somewhere that a 4k tv was set up and i could mess around with it but definitely not going to go out and buy one right can you 
the problem is that they're still they're still pumping it out, and I believe it's at 30 frames per second. It's 4K, right? But it's at 30 frames per second. They didn't show anything at 60 frames per second when they showed all the the trailers of Spider Man, uh, Zero Dark Horizon. Um, is that what it's called? That that one? Zero. Right. Uh, Zero Horizon, Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn. Dawn. Yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn. Dark Zero Horizon is your buddy. <laughs> <laughs> So do you like, okay, so here you go. Here's the specs. Um, PlayStation 4 Slim has an HDMI output, HDR output supported. It's got, uh, it's, it's jet black, just in case you guys didn't, you know, didn't know that. Um, it's a super speed USB 3.1. It's got two ports. It's got a single chip. Uh, it's got a Jaguar 8-core GPU in it. It's 1.84 teraflops is the Slim version. And 4.20. Yeah, so many flops, man. There's so many teraflops. It sounds like I'm hungry for pancakes for some reason. When you watch that trailer, when you watch that advertisement, did you feel like they they took somebody's dad who doesn't know about anything about video games and told him to talk about it? That's what it felt like. It was like, the worst. They could not have right picked mind. a worse dude to, right. to sell people on that. It's, I said that. I said that, and I made a video about this this morning. And I said that in my video. Like, who? Why would you choose Mark Cerny? <laughs> to sell anything the dude is a hardware architect like right. that is the most boring guy that you could have chosen to talk about it right right they they the, the, people look do you ever watch do you ever watch um silicon valley on hbo yes <laughs> why don't they watch that show and just get the like developers stay stay you know stay, engineers stay in your engineer department yes. don't try to market stuff because get higher marketers for that stuff yeah. you know what i mean like hire a person that talks for a living and like even sitting. even andrew house the dude that came on to start the show would have been better. infinitely better yeah infinitely yeah better. yeah so the the pro is 4.2 which is two if i'm not not mistaken it's two teraflops less than the scorpio yeah right we have that's no right. we have no idea what that fuck that means but right. it's, it's, i don't it's, i don't think it means anything that's a lot of right. flops lots that's of a lot flops. of flops lots of flops um <laughs> So uh, terabytes is one terabyte for the Pro, 500 to one terabyte for the Slim. Uh, it's a 299 price point for the Slim, and it's a 499. Is that 399 for the Pro? There it is, 399 for the Pro. Um, so they nailed the price points on both of them. I, I think. think they nailed the price point, and they nailed when it's coming out. They yep. dropped the ball on not making it 60 frames per second, in my opinion. <laughs> But I, to, from my understanding, and I could be totally wrong on this, from my understanding, that is up to the developers to implement or not. So, I don't, so the system I, will be able to run 65? I would, yeah, because they said that online, well, specifically, and I'm just pulling this based on of things that were said after the meeting because they had continuing coverage on it, but they said that um, online games are going to be unified between both systems. So it's not going to be right. one pool of players for, for one system and, and another for the slim. It's going to be unified. So I would assume like just picking Call of Duty as an example, that's always a 60 frame per second online experience. So I would assume that it's the, the pro is going to be able to push 60 as well. Here's why I think they picked this November uh, to go out the pro, right? Christmas is right around the corner and Sony wants to sell themselves some fucking 4K televisions. All right, so they're like, here's here's the the pro. Uh, not only are you going to get this pro, but we'll bundle it if you buy a television, a 4K television. I guarantee you, they're gonna do do this at like Best Buy and whatever other electronic stores that are around you uh, to to get this. 
their games look amazing, but if a game can look as amazing as possible, but if it doesn't run smoothly, that kind of takes you out of the out of the realm, right? I mean, if you're yeah. running Spider-Man and you're swinging through the city and all of a sudden you're running at 30 frames per second, eh, I'd rather run at 60 frames per second and then take the quality and just knock it down a little bit. Yeah, so I think it depends on like a game like Spider-Man might definitely benefit from 60, but they've been a, they've been able to do pretty amazing things with 30 frames per second on games like Uncharted 4 and Last of Us and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's it depends true. on the pace of the game, I think. But yeah, I mean, ideally you'd like to see games moving up towards a base of 60 frames a second. Right. And I think it's funny because a lot of people are um they're like, "Oh, it's 4K. That means all of a sudden, my gameplay is going to be so much clearer. No, you need a 4K television. Yeah. So uh, your 1080p television being pumped into 4K is still just 1080p. It, 1080p doesn't get better with 4K. It's just 1080p. That's what your TV does. So don't think because you buy a 4K uh, PlayStation that you're all, all of a sudden going to have super ability to get 4K and go, oh, my God, it's so much clearer. No, it's no. it's 1080p. A lot of people don't know that, honestly. A lot of people don't yeah. understand. They said, like, they said that it's going to be able to upscale a little bit, but I don't think enough for the normal human to be able to notice anything. That, and they're coming out with the uh, HDR, which is the high dynamic range, uh, which they said will be an update later in the software update inside the system. And those of you that don't know that, it's high dynamic range. It's just basically boosting all the colors. Uh, it was big in photography, uh, I would say, about 10 years ago, um, where they take... It, you know when you take a picture, these are for people out there, when you take a picture and it's in front of a window where it's like super bright outside the window and then it's super dark with the person inside standing in front of the window, what the high dynamic range does is it takes all that and crush, crushes it so you'll actually see outside the window, you would actually see the person standing in front of the window, it actually clears all that up for you. That's what uh, all the shadows and stuff does. So that's what HDR is. I'm not going to get excited about a 4K TV unless I'm playing a 4K game on a 4K TV and I'm drunk and I try to climb into the TV because I think it's real. That's how you know we've reached the next level. Right. If you're trying to <laughs> climb into your television because you think you can get out the window, <laughs> like then you know they hit on something. But until then, let's everyone calm down. They're just trying to push new TVs. That's all this is. Right. That's Completely all agree. this is. They're, they're trying to push their, their I don't television. care what sporting event you watch. I don't care if you think, you, if you think that the sweat off of your favorite basketball players is going to fall through the screen and hit you in the face. Maybe they should have misters on your TV. And during the game, they should just shoot water at you, make it feel like you're, 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 you're courtside. Like, I don't know what they're trying to do. Like, we already don't go to sporting events because our TVs are greater seats than ever before. Right, right. right? I, I don't pay for any more co to go to, to a game. There's no point. Let's be honest. Right? I'm you not never, paid, you never paid originally anyway. Right? <laughs> but I would never go. The seat's better at home. What's the point of going? So what's the point of 4K? It's, this is the new thing. This is the next thing I'm trying to shove down your throat because well, you need this. You guys don't remember HD? You guys remember how awesome it was when they used to draw a line down the middle of the screen right. and the left side used to be regular. The right, right. side used to be HD. Yeah, I love those I'm looking things. At on the, I'm looking at it on, a, on the same television. Right. So what are you trying to show me? They're trying to show you that you watched it in blurriness, right? They always do that. I, I they put like a blur over like, everything. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Do I need my eyes checked? What's going on here? It's like you had LASIK surgery when you looked at it. I have to say, though, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn looks amazing. It looks yes. so good. The Spider-Man game looks phenomenal. Uh, the games look fantastic. Like, I want one of these things. And now, personally, because I don't have a PlayStation, maybe I'll get one because of, of this. And it's a good it's a good price point. But I might not right. get the Pro. I might just get the, the Slim, right? Because it's 
it's two ninety nine. No, yeah, it's two ninety nine. Yeah, so. it's a full hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah. And that's the thing about like to Sarge's point, who who the fuck is really complaining about what a ten eighty p television looks like? Right. right. Like these games, right. these games already look fucking incredible. Like, if you guys haven't played Destiny on a the 10... super nerds, that's like, who it's upset. That's yeah. the only people, the super nerds who uh, want that, who who want the techie stuff. Right. That's who's complaining about it. Let me tell you, if you were playing Destiny on the three sixty or the PlayStation three on a seven twenty p television, okay. If you buy a PS4 or an Xbox One and put Destiny in, and you have watching it on a 1080, you're like, holy Christ, this game is amazing looking. Okay, yeah. like just the colors and the sparks and the effects that happen is amazing. If you put this on a 4K television and you're pumping 4K in, your people are going to have seizures. They're going to be like, ah! Like, they're going to be in, so in love, and they're going to just sit there and veg out, and you're going to see drool coming out of their mouth. It's amazing. 4K is good looking, but you have to have... Yeah. all the stuff to to make it look that well um like when it's when it's at a price point where it's 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 reasonable you know what right. i mean like when it's the new 1080p then i'm i'm game for it but right. um i'm not gonna throw away my perfectly good samsung that i have already exactly it's trash it's, it's trash bro <laughs> it's trash bro <laughs> throw that piece of garbage Check. away what do you got okay what you got man you got 1080p but shit that's shit, yo. You won't just be watching on a black and white television. <laughs> um, all right, we don't have enough time to go over a lot of this. So in notable news, right, in the, in the, in the rest of the stuff, uh, they showed Mass Effect Andromeda. They didn't really show gameplay. They just kind of, like, showed it like No Man's Sky type of, like, walking around type. Look at these graphics. Don't care. Right? So they didn't show any. It looked Love phenomenal. You got something to show me. Show me. Otherwise, it, I don't it care. It looked phenomenal. Hopefully, it was running on an actual PlayStation, like, Pro. Hopefully, you know. Um, we don't know if, if it was or not. Um, uh, there was a, a spoof. Well, not really a spoof. These game developers created a no Mario Sky uh, game, but Nintendo shut them down, and it actually looks like No Man's Sky. It's a side-scroller, and you see Mario in his little, in the little No Man's Sky ship like like collecting coins and stuff. So check that out on, on uh, and Google it. Just put in no Mario Sky. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, another thing that were notable news is uh, Super Mario Run is coming out. Like they announced that at the Apple event, that Mario is on your mobile device now. He's now taken over the world. Okay, Mario is on every single <laughs> platform, <laughs> and they are. It, they didn't say a price yet, but it is going to be a purchased game, uh, and then there's going to be microtransactions. I would I would assume inside there, like, oh, you want Mario to be a fireball guy. That's gonna be ninety nine cents. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you want Luigi? Oh, that's gonna be ninety nine cents. So that they're gonna make a ton of money. A ton. A ton of money. Uh, what else? We already talked about that. We talked about that. Uh, yeah, that's it. We we did pretty good. We did pretty well getting all the stuff in. Uh, that's the end of the show, guys. I really appreciate you guys all coming out and hanging out. I'd like to thank Dan for coming on the show. It was nice to have you. Nice to meet you. Nice uh, to meet you as well. Uh, you have a fan. I will sub to you, even though I've been watching your stuff off <laughs> through you. your Twitter account. I will sub just to the, you. I just appreciate that you've been watching, man. No, I have. I have been. I, honestly, that's why, I, that's why I contacted you. I was, like, I was like, this guy's got something going here. And I want to get him on before he blows up because... <laughs> By that time, if, if you blow up, you're not going to give me the time of day because you won't have time, right? Uh, so, <laughs> but anytime you want to come, anytime you you heard that guy, he's going to come back on the show. Uh, I will come back. I'll come back anytime you want to have me. No, you're welcome to come back anytime because uh, you know it's it's nice to have a, a different people on the show because Sarge and me get you know monotonous, just us two. So I can only take Sarge in in in, in small 
small bursts. Um, so yeah, follow follow Dan. Let's do a shout out for him in, in chat again, please. Uh, make sure you follow him on Twitter at Time Before Dan, and then you can have his YouTube and his Twitch account are Dan Before Time. Uh, so make sure you check him out. He does really good content on YouTube. Uh, check out Sarge at Sarge McCluskey on Twitter. Uh, send him some tweets. I didn't take any questions. Let me see if we have any questions real fast on the Twitter on the Twitterverse. I don't think we do because no one knows how to use it. Yep. No questions. So we're good there. Uh, in the future reference, guys, if you have any questions you'd like to do, please hit us up. Not in chat. Not in chat. I want you to do it on Twitter, okay, because it gets it out there. It gets People gets to see the actual Twitter. It gets to share. People like it. It gets out there. More eyeballs see it. So make sure you please uh, send your questions. You can send them all throughout the whole week, and then I'll read them on the show uh, every Thursday. Um, tonight I will not be streaming. I'm exhausted. Um, I, I probably will play a video game for like an hour, but I will not be streaming, um, uh, any wrestling or anything like that. So, um, sorry guys. I'll see you on Tuesday night. Tuesday night is when I'll be streaming again because I'm going to Minnesota on a trip tomorrow for a wedding with 19 cousins. That's just our little cousins. Then we have 19 bigger cousins. That's a lot of cousins. Um, so Appreciate everyone coming out. Generation X Gaming is the weekly podcast. It's on every single Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, we have lots of stuff coming up, uh, more guests coming up. Um, so stay tuned for those. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you on the next one. Mute your mics, guys, and now I'm going to do the outro. Thank you.